Hey guys, before we get to today's show, I want to tell you about an awesome podcast called The Blunt Report. On it, you can join host Connor Blunt as he talks to some of the planet's most insightful people to not only discuss what makes them tick, but also to explore the worldview of those with unique experiences and expertise. And uh, let me tell you, he has some great guests like Sasha Sagan and Tanya Harrison. Tanya Harrison was a Mars rover operator. And like, if you're someone like me that loves outer space, it, it you will want to hear this episode because it is so interesting um but he gets into so many things he even has a three episode series on the science of sleep so you should absolutely listen to the blunt report podcast because it's so informational but the real reason that i love it is because it's also relaxing and easy to listen to uh so please definitely check it out it's on itunes spotify and youtube or you could just visit thebluntreport.com that's the blunt report podcast you're gonna love it uh now enjoy the show hello welcome to james crowley's infinite playlist the podcast where i try to hear every song that has ever existed guys it is the end of 2020 and it's been such an insane year i don't need to tell you that and i'm not even going to explain why but there has been so much great music that has come out of it some music that's existed since long before quarantine some music that was created in quarantine songs that speak to the current moment songs that don't everything in between so for this episode i had to bring in my dear friend and the most influential guest on this podcast frankie becerra to talk about some of our top songs of 2020 we each chose 15 songs that we felt summed up the year songs that we enjoyed and um we just talked about them, uh, you know, so it's it's a good one. Frankie's always one of my favorite guests to have on, which is why he's been on so many episodes of this show. Uh, so yeah, before we get into that, guys, please follow us both on social media. Follow Frankie on Twitter. He's at Frankie's Your Fave. Uh, follow him on Instagram. He's Frankie underscore Becerra. Frankie is spelled the normal way. Becerra is B-E-C-E-R-R-A. Um, and guys, follow me on on Instagram at James P. Crowley, on Twitter at James P. Crowley 68, and TikTok at James P. Crowley there. Uh, yeah, this is such a good episode. Uh, I hope you guys have a happy new year and send me your top songs of 2020. Uh, let's get into it. This is Multiple my sixth. This is, this is your sixth. So, so, so I'm, I'm going to safely say yeah, most You have the record. Um, uh, as you put it before, the most influential guest. I mean... you It's not wrong. Um, no, it's not. If, if I had a co-host, it would be you. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so it's the end of the year. And I'm not going to ask you what you've been listening to lately. No, because it's it's Cause, pretty much been this playlist. <laughs> yeah. Um, Although, is there anything else that I... Um, I will give one shout-out to something that I've been listening to lately that is not on the list, and that is... Where is it? That is Victor Pope Jr.'s EP. Okay. I'm not I sure if you're familiar with him. Uh, I retweeted it recently. Uh, I posted about it on Twitter. Uh, he, he's a rapper based out of Texas. Um, I want to say Houston, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Definitely Texas. 
And uh, he started doing, not even started, but he blew up doing comedy skits on Vine. And okay. so that was his main thing for a while. But prior to that, he was a battle rapper. And he just, you know, he didn't really find a passion in comedy. And so he wanted to get back to rapping. And he put this EP out last week, and it's good. Like, I was a little, I was skeptical about it at first, despite the fact that I've enjoyed everything that he's done thus far. But I listened yeah. to it. I was pleasantly surprised. He's doing a, I know this isn't up your alley, but he's doing a video for every song. Okay. So he's doing like a visual EP, basically. There's only like six songs on the project, I think. So that's not wild. But I mean, it's still, he's put two videos out so far and they've been good. I, almost... Pope Jr. I mean, music videos are hard this year. Yeah. So they were, unless, I unless mean... you had kind of shot it by like March, there, there have been dis- difficulties, you know? The one thing I'll say about this year and music videos is that all like live performances have sort of become yes, I agree. Music videos, and, and that's been very fun for me. As someone, I watched yeah. most of the late night shows, so I've seen a lot of like the the Phoebe Bridgers on Seth Meyers. Yeah, was that awesome. was great. Yeah, that one came to mind. Um, Chloe and Hallie did a lot of really cool stuff with that this year. I um, only saw their VMA performance. That was one of them, so you're good. But like, there, so there, there's been a lot of cool things like that this year. Cool. Um, yeah. So before we get into the playlist, in lieu of asking you what you've been listening to lately, do you have like one 2020 highlight that stands out to you? You know, I'm gonna be honest. It's been a lot of lowlights. <laughs> If you want to do one of those, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but um, <laughs> this year has been a little bit not good for your boy. Um, even if it's just like something you watched and uh, enjoyed. Or okay, I'll do something that to. I've watched and enjoyed. Um, that that I've brought up to you multiple times already, and I'm just going to bring it up again. You might even know what I'm about to say, but Sam J's special on Netflix was fucking great. I finally started it, and I'm really it, enjoying it. It's good. It's really good. I liked it a lot. Um, I watched Succession this year. I enjoyed that. Uh, I just started season two of Rami. That was really good. Um, I got ghosted on my birthday. That was not so chill. Yeah. Um, my my job even ghosted me this year. Uh, one of the... <laughs> One of the jobs I was working at, uh, I, obviously I worked the last shift there in mid-March, and then uh, I found out they reopened through an Instagram ad, and I still have not heard from literally any of my bosses or managers from there, so that was chill. Um, I hit a deer with my car on the Jersey Turnpike, and it took my mirror clean off, like my side view mirror, and then I just had to keep going to my destination in Jersey with no mirror. And that was terrifying. That and then had to drive terrifying. home later with that no night mirror. with no mirror. Uh, but then I replaced the mirror by myself instead of taking it to a garage. So I was proud of that. So that's good. So final answer, the mirror thing. I what about you? Good. What was your highlight of the year? Um, There's a right answer, by the way. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, I'm like, what if I said, like, you know, you know, I had, I drank a lot of cool beers this year. <laughs> uh, no, it was it was meeting Emmy, uh, falling go. in love, you know. Yeah, I'm like, if I say anything besides falling in love, it's it's yeah, that, that's the difference between you and me. For you, it's a trick question. <laughs> Not even a trick question, but just like a loaded question. For me, I can say. I can I can say I watched Succession and replaced my mirror while sprinkling in Ghosted on my birthday because I'm alone and sad. But like you get, you, like you Tiger like, King, 
<laughs> uh, I didn't watch Tiger King. Oh, uh, it was it was good. It was fun. I I don't I just I don't want to. The animal abuse thing is just like I'm not trying to. I'll just I'll watch uh, Community again. I don't need. To. I don't know. I'm pretty pro animal abuse. That was a joke. Um, Sean, Sean's pro animal abuse. <laughs> um, if you'd ask, if you speak to my girlfriend, she will make it sound like I'm pro animal abuse. I believe that. Um, so you know. Um, but anyway, well, I'm looking forward to when we can gather in person and I mean. ask her about it. Um, she she will tell you. She's like. Oh, she's always like, you know, you should get a dog, you know, we should get a dog. And I'm like, I don't like animals. I don't I have to pass. Yeah. And yeah, let's get into the playlist. Let's fucking get into the playlist. Man. Um, so uh, the theme is the best, the top of 2020 best songs, our personal songs. Um, just kind of vaguely besides going with that, was there anything in particular that you tried to do with the playlist? I tried to mix up the genres a little bit, which I always yeah. try to do. Um, and I tried to be honest with myself because yeah. I think that there were, there were some songs that I almost put on here where I was like, well, this is, this is like the cool song to put on here, but it's not like, it wasn't something that I actually like, listened to a bunch and like loved and was like this is like something that i actually felt with heavy like there are some songs that are like the cool song that i should have put on there it's like the like the oh like fucking top rated song or whatever like highly reviewed album or whatever but that i didn't actually fuck with that hard or i didn't listen to that much and there are some songs that aren't very cool objectively speaking that i loved and did listen to a lot and so i put those on there I feel that. Yeah. yeah, I tried to do kind of the same thing. Uh, there were a few that I put on that felt like songs that like I had to put. But I also, interestingly enough, I feel like this is also the year that like my personal taste, and I think it's also because I admittedly feel like I didn't listen to as much music this year as I normally do. Okay. Uh, I feel like a lot of my taste kind of lined up excuse me, significantly with a lot of uh, popular, like, indie out- or music outlets that I follow. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But uh, let's hop into it with your first pick, which was Rare by Selena Gomez. No this surprise. Is the specific here. song that I was referring to when I said might not be that cool, but I loved it, so I had to put it in. You are uh, you are on the record of Selena Gomez, Stan. Yeah, uh, so much so that, and I I'm about to tell you something that I don't know if I've said this out loud, but right before everything shut down, I was about to get a tattoo inspired by this song. What was what was the tattoo you were gonna get? Okay, so. Stay with me here because there's layers to this shit. Okay. So, uh, so, so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna explain the song a little bit first. 
because it's the title track off of uh, Selena Gomez's album from earlier this year called Rare. And it's a song all about kind of self-worth and loving yourself and making sure you have someone in your life that sees that worth and sees everything that you bring to the table and sees like the good that you are. So like uh, the lyrics, the lyrics are like, um, you don't care. Why don't you recognize I'm so rare? And so I was going to get a small black star on the inside of my right ankle because when a Pokemon card is rare, the symbol to signify rarity in the Pokemon trading card game is a small star. A circle is a common card. A diamond is an uncommon card. But a star is the rare cards. So I was going to combine those two very niche details. That is very perfect for you. Thank you. Um, because because I also know that you love Pokemon. I got one um, right here. Uh, <laughs> yes. You're also... I also... One of the things... I still might do it, by the way. You can. Yeah. Tattoo, you could do it now. Tattoo parlors are open as far I, as I I've know. been thinking about it, yeah. Um, Although I think, I don't think this is the year for me to get a tattoo, just based on fair. everything else that's happened ever. That's totally fair. That could have been your highlight for the year. It could have um, been, but maybe it'll be next year's highlight. No, I think that, like, that that's awesome. And one of the things I was thinking about early on in the pandemic when I was, like, going outside every day um, was, like, I, because I think Sean started too, but you play Pokemon Go still. And I was like, oh, it would be amazing to play Pokemon Go, but I had a piece of shit phone that would die if it was on for too long. Um, Yeah, that was honestly, when I I got a new phone last year and it was mainly to improve my Pokemon Go experience. Uh, I might start because I just got a new phone. Let me know because Sean and I, we, we play together in the ways that we can very often so i'm gladly add you to that group um, did you listen to this song and fuck with it at all you can be honest i at first i didn't okay. um where i i enjoyed the instrumental i enjoyed it sonically and lyrically i didn't really like it at first glance and i still kind of have some issues with the chorus but okay. there's a lot of aspects that I enjoy now that I've listened to it a couple of times. I like the pre-chorus a lot. So I was getting older, yeah. burning toast in the toaster. My ambitions were too high. Like it's actually very emo. Uh, yeah, exactly. Which, yeah. And it's funny, just kind of the way you were distra- describing it too. And we'll talk about this artist later. Um, and not even that this was a song that I really liked, but it's the same theme as Tolerate It by Taylor Swift from evermore right so um i would say this is selena's best album thus far uh and this i i went back and forth on whether or not this was the one song from the album that i was going to include uh it was either going to be this or a song called crowded room which is her and black together on the track and it's very good but i went with this one just because the title track and it's also the opening track so it's the opening track of my playlist because you know your boy loves congruency in that way I do. So. <laughs> that's totally fair that's awesome uh and you said selena gomez was your top artist of the year she Correct. was my top artist of the year this was my top album of the year uh crowded room the song that i didn't choose was my top song of the year that's so cool. she got the she got she got the fucking <laughs> ringer there 
<laughs> she got the the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So she funny swept, enough, she swept my year in review. <laughs> so I don't normally do this always. Sometimes I do, where I put an opening track as my first pick. Right. But I did it this time, um, and I also chose it because I felt like it summed up the year very well. I agree. End of the world by by Warriors. Yes. Truly multiply. 2050 isn't getting any further away. We found a nice house in the bay. We could go there, but there's fire and earthquakes. should say I'm doing fine do you think that you miss it we could have space in a house by the um I think both yeah. aspects of that sum up the world the word the year <laughs> yeah well. worry yeah um this was the first warriors album I really kind of clicked with okay um you were someone you know and I like you know this song in particular just because it's so furious and pissed off and i think this album came out like a week before the pandemic uh which is eerie when i think about it um i could be wrong on that (laughs) oh wait no march 6th so yeah like a week before everything shut down about um and i mean the whole world felt like it was ending and this is a song that I mean, very unfortunately, feels true still, yeah. where you're shouting at people, being like, yo, pay attention. Yeah. Um, where even though this I li- is... I so- liked it for that reason. It felt very... It was very yeah. present, even even if it wasn't intended to be. Because it was probably written sometime last year. Yeah, that's so. my assumption. I yeah, I don't know, but like... They um, had just gotten back from a vacation in Wuhan, China, in December. <laughs> they were like, oh, man. And, and they were like, I've got back. an idea. Stick <laughs> with me on this one. But I, I think shit's going to get weird. Um, what did you think of it otherwise, though? I liked it. I thought uh, I liked the instrumental a lot. And I I wasn't familiar with uh, the the artist. So I yeah. wasn't expecting a female voice. But I was. I, I think it fit very well on the track. And I liked it. I liked the song. Yeah. Um, they're like one of my favorite bands and I've wanted to go back now because I've seen Warriors live a handful of times. Like they've been on a bunch of tours that I like, but their music has never really like clicked with me. And um, now just kind of hearing like, like hearing this album and being like, Oh, I get it. It worked. And like, it makes me want to go back. Their past album was called survival pop, um, okay. which is also just a title that I love. Yeah, yeah. Like but yeah. That. Yeah, I'm, but I'm yeah. definitely going to check them out. Yeah, highly recommend. Song Terrible Boyfriend on this album is also okay. a standout. Yeah. Uh, but let's keep on rolling along into your second pick, which was Clementine by Halsey. I'd like to tell you that my sky is not blue, it's violent rain. And in my world, the people on the street don't know my name. In my world, I'm seven feet tall, and the boys always crawl, and the girls do too. Because in my world, I'm constantly, constantly having... 
So I really liked this Halsey project. This and the Selena album both came out pre-COVID. They were both very early on in the year released. And uh, they kind of alternated as by uh, driving to work to, to throw back to our previous episode. <laughs> our first episode. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, these, these were like songs that like when I'm driving, because I, would, I, would, I did a lot more opening shifts this past couple of months prior to being straight up ghosted by my job. Um, and so- Do you want me to tag them in the episode? I'll let you know. I'll think about that. <laughs> you got but, like um, a week to decide. Okay. <laughs> but so I had been doing a lot more opening, a lot more closing shifts. And so it was a lot of early mornings and late nights. And so uh, this Halsey album's fun. It was, I, I liked Halsey's first album. I didn't really fuck with her second album as much, but I really liked this third one. And this song, Clementine, it's, it's big. And I said this to a friend of mine that disagreed, but I think this song is big Libra energy. Halsey and I are both Libras. And in the chorus of this song, it says, I don't need anyone. I don't need anyone. I just need everyone and then some, which I find very relatable because I don't give a shit what people think about me and if people like about if people like me as long as they do like me and think good things about me so like this so i so i i felt very seen by this song and it's good it, it it's it's nice when a song that you relate to is good that's helpful yeah <laughs> that's always an issue i feel like i end up having very much uh which is when like um when like I read a song's lyrics or I know a song has great lyrics and I don't like the song. Um, I did really enjoy this. I, I don't even think I checked out this Halsey album besides the it's last worth, song. It's worth another look. Yeah. A snub, the only one... I'll say it. A Grammy snub. <laughs> uh, well, we got Grammy snubs coming up. Uh, but Big time. Also the Selena album. Selena ain't getting, getting nominated for anything. I'm not surprised. I'm just disappointed. Um, the only song I think I knew from this album was 929, um, which I'm pretty sure I only listened to because she described it. She said she was inspired by the Wonder Years. Really? Uh, without Me is on this one. You have to know Without Me. I probably do. That was like Thinking a big Thinking you right? could live without me. I don't know. You know that song. If I, if I can sing it to you, you know that song. <laughs> I, I'm sure that I do. I, you know what I've noticed, though, too, is, like, a lot of pop music, if it doesn't, like, grab me, I'm not going to, like, pay attention and, like, learn who it is. Like, right, I still well, don't know if I know a Doja one. Cat song. Um, That's, you, you'll be okay. This, <laughs> this album's very good. It's the one that she was pushing last time she did SNL, and yeah. I, I recommend it. But I, I, I did enjoy the song, and the one lyric I just wanted to point out if I can find it now, um, unless that's the blood. This is the one that I liked, of course, because it's, you know, is the blush in your cheek says that you bleed like me and the 808 beats send your heart to your feet. Yep, uh, like that line I really enjoyed. Um, and I really loved the instrumental on this, even yes, though that's very well like, produced. Yeah. And like, I've never been a big Halsey fan, but this one. I, I was kind of neutral on her going into this one, but I liked a couple of the singles and I liked what I saw her do on SNL. So I was like, all right, I'm giving this one a shot and I'm glad I did. Um, is this the one that she said that Pitchfork should burn to the ground too? Yeah. She like tweeted it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Controversy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but honestly, fuck Pitchfork. I don't care. Fuck them. Anyone that disagrees with me is wrong. Um, and I think this is great. So if they didn't give it a hundred stars, then they're wrong. 
Pitchfork, if you want to give me a job, I don't agree with that statement at all. Oh, <laughs> I, I actually, I agree that I think you should give James a job. Yes, I support that. But uh, I can go fuck myself. This whole podcast will be retracted if you give me a job. <laughs> I stand by that. Fucking everybody eats. I'm here to see my friends win. Like, um, But anyway, let's keep on rolling along into my yeah. second pick. Uh, WAP by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. Wet ass pussy. Make that pullout game weak. Yeah, you fucking with some wet ass pussy. Bring a bucket and a mop. Up, nigga, catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this pussy right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top. I wanna ride. I do a kegel. What is inside? Spit in my mouth. Um, now, I'm not familiar with this one. Um, I, I'm kidding. It's... Yes, I am. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, no, little indie hit. Um, this was one that, you know. If I'm being totally honest, in my like top 15 songs of the year, the songs I listened to the most and the songs I enjoyed the most, this probably isn't one of them. I was going to say, I, I was very surprised to see this in your list. <laughs> but I also feel like just kind of in the sense of how big that song was this year. And, and it, I understand that. This song and the other Megan song on your list, I was very surprised to see. But I would be less surprised if they weren't the 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 shapers that they were like they impact they were two of the most influential songs of the year i would say yeah yeah um and i don't, and think, I'm, I don't think i'm alone in saying no that. this was this was the biggest song of the year it you know from everything about it it spawned memes it's you know had tiktok dances yeah tiktok dances it had everything under the sun and it was just so pissed off Fox news exactly and before it had even come out it was just like it was so hyped where everyone was yep. everyone was like, oh, hey, Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B are doing a song together. I was very excited to see that, yes. Yeah. And like, you know, and even if it's not like the song that's like my favorite, right. it's still great. Like, I really genuinely enjoyed it. I agree with that. And I was, I was a little more worried than I should have been going into this song because I was like, there's a lot of room to fail on this song for these yeah. two. Because they're both, I'm, I'm big fans of both of them. And, and I, was, I was excited about a collaboration, but my concern was with the amount of hype behind it, I was, I was, I, I was confident that it was going to do well regardless. Yeah. And I was like, I want it to do well off of it being actually good. And I think it was. I think it is still. Yeah. That's, yeah. And I mean, like, like you said, plenty of room for failure. And like, you know, it was going to get played. I feel like that's the only thing that works against it now is the fact that it's been so overplayed. I don't even think that hurts it. Cause I think just by merit of the content, the fact that it's played as much as it is, is a testament to the star power of each of them and to the, just the power of the song on its own. That's fair. Have you heard a clean version of this song? Yeah, it's weird. It is so weird. Uh, well, the, the, <laughs> Interestingly enough, the music video on YouTube is the clean version. Oh, I didn't know that. Despite the visuals of the music video, <laughs> they're not saying pussy on YouTube, which I think is so funny to me. Are you, sh are you sure that's the case? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm the first time I heard this song was watching Because, the because in the clean version, they say wet and gushy. 
which object which is not necessarily better no. i don't know if that's necessarily cleaner i think that's more detailed if anything um i got into an argument with a friend about this song when he was like people are saying there might be a kids bop version and i was like they're not gonna make a fucking kids bop version there there was there was kids bop parody versions that yeah made their way around the internet yeah, yeah. um so a, a personal connection to this song. This song came out the week that I put out my Megan Thee Stallion video. Right. Um, and the way, when that happened, this song came out on Friday. And I was, re- so it actually came out a few days before, but the, I recorded and edited the video the Tuesday before this song came out. Anyone not sure what I'm talking about, go to my Twitter, it's my pinned tweet. And if, if you know me, you've probably seen this video. Yeah. Um, but so I, I recorded this video that I had written and and edited and recorded it on the Tuesday before this song came out because I was like, I want to be ahead of the hype on that. And then we got that huge storm over the summer and we had no power. I, I know my family was out of power for like five days, maybe, maybe, maybe four days, but like, not that it did that specific matter. Yeah, yeah. But because of that, I couldn't post the video and I didn't want to, because I didn't want, if I knew most of my audience is without power, I don't want to post something on social media that I want to do well. And thank God it did. But so because of that, I didn't post it until the following Tuesday. And then WAP dropped on the Friday prior and fucking exploded the entire world. So Megan was hotter than ever. And then I put out this video and, I, and because of that, it, it blew up did as well as it did thank god so yeah it's very the timing worked out well for me i'll say yeah the video is great yeah yeah thank you i appreciate Um, it and if megan the stallion hears this and hasn't seen that video you know meg please meg i'm begging you (laughs) um i need a break i got ghosted on my birthday megan and and my job and ghosted by his job (laughs) um let's keep on rolling along because yeah. there's there's more Megan coming. Oh yeah. Um, into your next pick, which was Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist, featuring Tyler the Creator. Something to rap about. Niggas maxing out, ratchet bitches acting out. God made me still crack, so I have something to rap about. Lobster lollipops and crustaceans. Oh, what you mad about? I fucked her twice in Vegas. That pussy wants shit to brag about, and I can't draw for shit, but I knocked the bitch out of pain and sit. Madams and some sweet aromatics. Yeah, bitch, I came cold. You suck a shit with no hope. This is a fun fucking song. I really loved this. As you should. This song is... Okay, so first of all, Freddie Gibbs is one of the strongest rappers working right now i, would I don't say. know if i've listened to a freddie gibbs song besides this. and that's and that's the thing he's a little he's he's still kind of underrated under the radar yeah he's not like radio popping right now and i don't think he ever will be and i think he's fine with that because this album has been nominated for a grammy but the alchemist is what really drew me to this project because he's one of my favorite producers working right now and so when i saw that they were working together i was like fuck yeah man let's get into this so, so this is like a Oh, so this is a Rico Nasty, uh, Kenny Beats situation. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, so, and then I'm looking through the track list and I see that Tyler's featured and I was like, oh, that's going to be sick. And then this song comes up like halfway through the album and the instrumental is just like so fucking smooth. Yeah. So fucking like, just like, just fun and like 
Tyler says it best. He says the opening line, one of the opening lines that Tyler says in his verse is he says, uh, Freddie Freddie sent me this shit. It sounds like the boat I haven't bought yet. (laughs) And and it's just so good. Like both of them fucking kill it back to back on this song. And it's like, and it's not even a short song. It's like five minutes, I think. It's almost five minutes. And they both just like, just put in like such a powerful verse that's so good and so smooth over this fucking instrumental because the alchemist knows what the fuck he's doing and at the end of tyler's he mentions that he did it in one take he says it i believe him and it's just oh it's a great fucking song if you it, it, listen to this album if you haven't already and be prepared for this to be the fucking highlight i'll give this i'll give this whole album a listen tomorrow i Perfect. really like like you said there's not really much else i could say the only thing i have to add about that is i also adore the lyrical content uh, yeah yeah they do a good job because like i i you know it's one of those things too that i think about all the time when he keeps saying now i'm trying to find the lyric uh yeah. but you know when let me hit this hoe so i have something to rap about yeah where that's a feeling that i have with so many things in my life not necessarily selling crack but i'm like oh you know i'm doing this so i have something to write about yeah as comics something to everything yeah. everything i fucking do when i wake up in the morning i'm hoping i can turn into some kind of bit yeah again i'll, I'll say it again the ghosted on my birthday thing isn't that bad because i've been able to make jokes from it yeah so i'll be okay like exactly it's it's all about turning something shitty into something good and like you know and yeah so that just resonated the other thing that kind of struck me and i was very satisfied when i saw the lyric the instrumental the first thing i thought about was um the charlie brown christmas album Um, yeah because it sounds very similar to that and then when he has the line where he says i don't do no sucker shit no ho mistletoe and christmas exchanging gifts i was like i'm gonna consider this a christmas song Um, yeah that's fair i think so yeah (laughs) um so yeah yeah i great song and here's the thing this song this song is fantastic we know that this album is so good that i had second thoughts on whether or not i wanted this to be my representation from the album that's awesome. I'm looking forward to listening to this. It's great. Um, and it's a it's maybe a half hour album. Like it's a quick uh, perfect. That's 35 awesome. minutes. I just checked. That's the dream. <laughs> so good. Let's keep on rolling. Should along. win the Grammy. I'll say that too. What's it nominated for? Best rap album. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um let's keep on rolling along into my next pick, which was Anthems by Charlie XCX. Yeah. I'm so bored. <laughs> quarantine album <laughs> yeah <laughs> the first quarantine album that really came out um and it's great it's hyper pop and this is kind of like lyrically the song sums up the idea of quarantine and then you know the instrumental is the opposite but it also is exactly the type of 
you know, overdriven pop music that I love. I think this song was in my top 10 most played this year. Yeah. This and was this such... was the first album of Charlie's that I had really listened to. Yeah. But, but this... I really liked it, this song specifically as well. It made me excited to see what she's going to do as an artist in the future. I agree. Um, because I've always, I always feel like she's been like a hipster pop darling. Yeah. Um, she's been the cool kid for a while. Yeah, but she's never done anything that I've loved um, until this. Yeah. So, that's and fair. this, I think, was my number 11 album of the year um, mm-hmm. because I put out my album of the year list. Right. Uh, so, I have rankings. This isn't like in my head. I'm... No, yeah, this is on wax. This, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. I, I love this. And I like, you know, the whole. You know, it's so funny because you could listen to this and not necessarily pay attention to the lyrics if you didn't want to. Yeah. Uh, But the whole, you know, I want to wake up with my friends. I want to, you know, you know, I'm staring at the TV. Like, I don't think I realized what the lyrics were until relatively recently. It's it's like a club song about wishing you could be at the club. Yeah. Like... That's what it came down to for me. And and again, it's just like, it was, it, it's, it's a fun song about how unfun shit was when it came out. Yeah. And so. arguably how unfun shit is still. Still, yes. Yo, I can't wait till the vaccine. I'm going to be, I'm going to be out here tongue kissing everybody. I, I can't wait for you to get it. I'm going to let you get it first. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hear that you got it. And then call you in a week, and then call you a week after that. And then after the third week, I'm going to be like, you still good? And you'll be like, I, was, I wasn't good from the start. And I'll be like, good enough for me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, let's keep on rolling along. Into Things that own. are good from the start. Uh, Chloe, bleh, Chloe and Haley. Uh, Ungodly Hour, title track from Ungodly Hour. You're walking over here, the way that it went down last week, I knew. We'd be talking all night, but I can tell you need to work on you, 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 like you, 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 like you, like you. Mm-hmm. You be playing sweet, but baby, don't you know that talk is cheap? Can't fool me. I wish that you could back it up for me, 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 like me, me, me. This album's another good one, dude. This is another one. This is like, I, so I, I've, I, I had been hearing about Chloe and Hallie for a while. Right. And I think this is their second full length album, but it's the first that I listened to and it's very good. They're an R&B duo that are basically Beyonce's daughters. I think they're the first uh, acts that Beyonce signed. And so she's uh-huh. been like working with them and mentoring them. And it shows they're very vocally talented. They wrote and either produced or co-produced everything on this album. And uh, one of them is playing the Little Mermaid. One of them is the black girl that people are mad at that is being the Little Mermaid. Oh, okay. And um, and they're so fucking good. This album is so good. It's just like a it's just a fun modern R and B album, and they're great. The the only thing I didn't love about the album is that there's a song with the Sway Lee feature where I feel like everyone involved is phoning it in. But I mean, if you have an opportunity to put Sway Lee on your album, you do it. So I get that. <laughs> um, admittedly, so 
I rem- I feel like you texted me when this came out. Um, and because this is one that I knew wasn't going to get a ton of attention, but I yeah. was like, this is something that I want people to fucking listen to. Yeah, and I gave it a listen, and I was like, this is cool. Wasn't for me. Um, and I expected yeah. that from you. Yeah, I, I expected uh, that from a lot of people, honestly. But. Yeah, and like the more like i listened to it that one time i think i saw a couple other people talk about it um you know obviously watch their grammy's performance um this was the first time that anything from this album clicked for me listening to this on the playlist um that being said i still wrote that it's nice sonically but not for me that's fine I, I feel that way about a lot of your your playlists don't that's worry totally fair but, but yeah, yeah. No, I, I i like this album a lot dope um let's keep on rolling along into my next pick which was brooklyn bridge to chorus by the strokes I feel like I had had something on this before, before I had sent it to you, but then I was kind of sitting thinking like, okay, if I'm gonna really look back on the things that I listened to a lot of this year, there was like a good like two to three week chunk that I had this song like on repeat. I believe that. It feels like one of those songs. Yeah. Uh, because, and admittedly, I like some of the stroke stuff. I don't like a lot of the stroke stuff. Right. Um, I like the idea of the strokes much more than I like their music. I feel like that sums them up very well. Yeah. They're like, they're very like, they're very yeah. cool. Yeah. They're, that's one they're, of, that's one of like the examples I was thinking earlier of like, it's a very cool and, and I do like this song though, but I think it's a very yeah. cool project to just be like, Oh, did you hear that strokes record? Like that's like exactly. an objectively yeah. cool sentence. I always think of, and I could be imagining this, but there's like a passage in a Chuck Klosterman book where he talks about people going to shows so that they could say that they were at shows. And one of the examples he used was like, people want to be like, oh, I saw the strokes at the Mercury Lounge and it sucked. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly how I want the strokes to be. Um, And, you know, no denying that they were big, but... And, like, there are a handful of songs. I love Last Night. I like New York City Cops. Uh, But this song, I was like, oh, I actually really enjoy this because it feels like a band kind of just having fun and embracing a different sound than they're supposed to. Um, And I like the malaise of I want new friends, but they don't want me. Yep, I agree with that. That whole, like portion i have it pulled up here i want new friends but they don't want me they're making plans while i watch tv thought it was them but maybe it's me that was my first two years of college like that's yeah. that that couple of lines is basically why i dropped out of manhattan like that that's pretty totally much how sure. it went oh i'm sorry so fun stuff fun stuff no not your fault um it actually was i was at manhattan just well, pointing then you did a great job <laughs> um 
but no, yeah. So but yeah, this I is a know. fun song. Yeah, and this I is just one that I think if you heard them do it live in the Mercury Room, I think they would do a good job. I I think it wouldn't. <laughs> Having been to like a handful of shows in the Mercury Lounge, I don't, I don't think this is that song. <laughs> but to each their own. Let's keep on rolling along into your next pick. Uh, artist that we both have on our list. Yes. From the Jewels Out of Sight featuring Tucci. Variety like what? What? Super thug is thumping on a cut. What? What? My motherfucking Uzi weighs a ton. Hit the drum till you hear it go. Run, run. Variety just really isn't us. What a rush. See you cutting up a pie. That's my lunch. Run. Your motherfucking pockets when I come. It's an honor to be robbed by Denise's only son. Yeah. Give a ready, baby boy. Bitty moving extra heavy with his Chevy. Gotta get it. He's spaghetti with the mom. So vegan bitches feed them dick cause they don't eat no steak and lobster. Sosa was my hero, honey. Tony's just a fucking mind. Yes, uh, my guys. This was this was a collaboration that I had been wanting for a long time. I know I mentioned that to you as well. Yeah. Um, and so I was very excited when it was finally gonna happen on this RTJ4 album. And I was also very happy with the end result. I thought this was a really good song. Uh, I, I I love it. The the here's the thing, I I love a strong start, obviously. And the first line is LP saying, "Here come the menaces to sobriety," yeah. and I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> we're in, we're in. You can end the song there. This is already a fucking winner to me." But then I the 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 connection between him and Killer Mike is there, obviously. And then they let Two Chains just fucking slide in at the end and do his thing. I think Two Chains is one of the best feature artists that we have working right now. Uh, a Two Chain guest first is always awesome to me because I think he just has like so many like fun little lines. He says, "I'm cool as AC, and you guys are just wannabes." Um, I'll buy a hot dog stand if I'm trying to be frank. Like, it's just fun stuff. And like, I love it. Two Chains also put out an album a couple months ago that I really liked, but I wanted this to be my Two Chains representation on this playlist, just because I loved seeing them come together finally and just fucking knock it out of the park the way that I think they did. That's totally fair. Uh, I, well, I mean, we, we've spoken about this record. I yeah. loved it. Um, out of sight was not a highlight for me, if yeah. I'm being honest. But it, you know, but it's also it's not a bad song by any stretch of the imagination. Um, you know, and the other thing I also wrote in my notes too is that even though it's not really a favorite for me now, that could change very quickly. Uh, I remember like talk to me and legend has it from rtj3 were not standout tracks to me when i first heard them and now those are probably two of my favorite songs on that album if this one just catches you in the right move it's gonna click exactly but like you said it's got that killer opening and like you know they run the jewels really can do no wrong because they, they don't just often yeah they just kind of seem like they're having fun and you know it, it's the two guys that are fucking around in exactly the right way. Exactly, yeah. So, and yeah. and like I said, the two a two chains verse rarely disappoints me, especially a guest verse. What's like? What's a standout two chains feature that I might not know? He's like on. One. He's on "Bees in the Trap" by Nicki Minaj, which is good. He's on. He's on. Um, Fuck, I can't think of it. 
there's something else that I'm, I'm I can't put my finger on, but he's also on um, Money Made Me Do It by Post Malone. That's good. And what else? I liked him on the Kanye remix that came out recently. Um, I don't know if I've heard that. The Na 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 with the baby and oh, I have not heard that. Oh, it was good. No. I'll check that out. <laughs> yeah, he's good. Oh, and um, Dead's by Migos is another good one that he's on. okay. I have not listened to a lot of Migos. Um, That's fine. I would I would listen to the first Culture, and you don't need to listen to Culture too. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's they did it right on, on the first one, and then they put out the second one to make money. And I I, I get it, I understand it, but it's not good. <laughs> I remember the second one getting a lot of hype like ahead of its release, and then just getting slammed when yeah, it was released. because the first one was very good, and when they they branded the second one as a sequel. Um, but they made it twice as long with the songs half as long. And they said straight up a lot of these songs we made in 20 minutes. And it was, yeah. it was strictly a bag chase. It's like a 25 song album. That That's why we haven't heard much from Migos since then. Exactly. But I mean, they, they're all doing their solo shit and getting Cardi B pregnant and they're doing a great job. Exactly. Yeah. Let's keep on rolling along into my next pick, which was Baby Pluto by Lil Uzi Vert. I turned to an addict, I brought me a paddock, I brought her a baby one. Yeah, I brought me a Maybach, came with two doors, yeah, that's a Mercedes one. I stay with the baddest, I'm counting the cabbage while making my lady come. I brought a G-Wagon, that shit was a brabbit, that's why I be racing. Yeah, we brought the full door, had to get ready for war. Yeah, we brought the full door, had to get ready for war. Yeah, we brought the full door, had to get ready for war. Yeah, we brought the full door, had to get ready for war. I got static in my city. Who fucking with me? Pull up with this 30 Um, I really loved Eternal Take. I didn't like the follow-up that he did or the okay. future album that he did. Um, but Eternal Take was a highlight for this year for me. Um, I think just because Uzi really, I think, has found the perfect way to do not the perfect but he's done emo rap in a very interesting way that i enjoy okay juice world in my opinion did it perfect there is i don't think that there are very few musicians that i think are bad and uzi's not one of them i don't i know how that sounds with the setup <laughs> and i think a lot of times if i don't like a song it's just, I, I get it. I get why people like it. It's just not for me. And I think this is one of those cases. Uzi never really clicked for me. I never really fucked with him that hard. But I, I see how big he is to people. And I understand the, 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 the niche that he fills for a lot of people. Um, I did fuck with this song, though. It did take a couple of listens. But um, I like when he says... Um, I haven't fucked a bitch so long, but I do it in a Honda Accord. Yeah. It's a it's a very fun, fun line. Yeah. <laughs> this is just him kind of seemingly, you know, it's the opening track from that album. And okay. I mean, it's just kind of him just kind of playing with this and seeming, you know, kind of getting people up to speed because there was a moment when he was like, I'm going to quit rapping, you know, right, I'm out. Um, and then he started putting out singles again, but like this was delayed, I think two years. Yes, um, I remember so, that as well. Yeah, so just kind of like having him just be like, you know what, I'm gonna just throw all this shit out and, you know, have fun and make it great. I was like, oh, this is fun. And don't get me wrong, this is 
you know, similar to like Migos, it was an 18 song album where there are, it has its clunker moments. Um, yeah. But I think the fact that he was able to kind of tie it back to Love is Rage 2 and like make something that, you know, was satisfying all over was great. And then I think the fact that he put out um, the deluxe version, which is Love vs. the World 2, which right. just has an additional like 14 songs on it, I just pulled it up, right. is, you know, idiotic and ridiculous. I mean, it's, they know, they know what they're doing. They know that in this streaming world, yeah. it's just, it doesn't, it, people, people can basically listen to music for free. Yeah. They can listen to music without thinking about I have to for pay music. for this. Yeah. So they're they're gonna listen to shit. They're gonna give shit a try. I don't like I said, I don't really fuck with Uzi. I'm pretty sure I listened to this album. I genuinely don't remember. Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's how casual it is now. Yeah. Um I do like though where he says, um, No, I do not eat steak, all I eat is fish plates, because uh, I also don't eat red meat anymore. So I kind of I connect to that one as well. <laughs> you stopped eating red meat? Uh, yeah, like two years ago, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll still do chicken and like fish and stuff, but. Fair. Sorry. Um, or I guess you're welcome, cows. <laughs> um, I also, and we can move on after that. I just also like that the opening, he mentions that he bought a, he bought a paddock because my standout from that period between Love is Rage and, uh, now <laughs> was when he put out a new paddock. And I was like, oh, this is a great song. I remember that and one. And like, that's, that's still my favorite. It has my favorite Uzi line, which is, uh, you know, I'm an octopus, I cannot breathe without water. Um, <laughs> which is so silly and dumb, but I love it. Um, and when you read the Genius page, you're like, oh, they read way too much into this. But uh, Did you write the Genius page? Yes. No. Um, no. But I remember I was like, I want to know what he, what someone has to say about that. I have, I have a an annotation published on Genius. I have a few. Um, I don't. I, I, I'm hoping it's still there, but it's actually on a two chain song. So. Oh, I I had one. This is relevant because it was a song from this year. Um, I had one on an Ariana song that got deleted this year. I saw you post that one on Twitter. Oh, yeah, where I said, it's water sports. <laughs> and someone was like, no, it's not. It's about romance. And I was like, you don't know what water sex. sports are. <laughs> uh, so, just, let them, just let them be on. But yeah. Anyway, let's keep on rolling along into your next pick, which was Sleep at Night by The Chicks. Yes. I'm good and past everything. Just glad it's not a yesterday another album that i love thick i mean i'm i'm a broken record at this point every song on this list is from an album that i love that yeah. came out this year so but this is another which, one where i i went back and forth on uh which song was going to represent this album and i landed on this one because specifically because of a lyric where she says um lead singer says 
My husband's girlfriend's husband just called me up. How messed up is that? I swear to God. Very much. Pretty sure I have that one written in my notes. You have to. You have to. It's so because what a sentence. Because what a sentence. I was driving when I heard when I was listening to this album for the first time, and I almost stopped short when I heard that line because I was like, "Oh, that's what the fuck this is." Okay, it's so good. And and I mean, it's also you know listening. Well, so listening to it more because. What kind of struck me today was when he she sings, remember when you brought her to our show at the Hollywood Bowl? She said, yeah. I love you. I'm such a fan. I joke that you can love me as long as you don't love my man. There's nothing funny about that. I'm like, God damn. What yeah, man. Song. So this is fucking a song. This is a song and an album that reward multiple listens. Yeah. And, and, and I know that because I've done that. <laughs> I've listened to it multiple times. And it's just the whole song is very like, it's, it's, it's basically a breakup album. Because um, Natalie, the lead singer, got divorced from her husband, who clearly fucked some woman that he brought to their show at Hollywood Ball. Um, (laughs) And it was, it's, it's powerful. It's, it's a great fucking album, man. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I, I feel like I might have had, so my other highlight from this album was Juliana Calm Down. Yeah, it's a good Um, And you know, there were, this was such a good album. And like, I'd never been a fan of the chicks back when they were the Dixie chicks. Um, but like, you know, I've gone back and checked out some of those and I enjoy them. Right. And now, you know, this album's just great. Yeah. Uh, the, the one that I almost picked besides this was tights on my boat. Where the chorus says, the chorus says, um, you can tell the girl that left her tights on my boat that she can have you now. Oh, that's another great line. Yeah. <laughs> this, this whole album just has such powerful fucking lines like that, where it's like, it's, it, they're like emotionally wrenching, but like, they would also get fucking laughs at a comedy show because like, yeah. they're fucking heavy and hard and real. Like, oh, it's fuck. very... And I'm gonna compare another song on my list to this later. It's very like Pete Wentz, like where okay, it's fighting. Yeah. Pete Wentz, back when Fall Out Boy was like still writing like pop punk and emo, he had like the best biting lines right. like I could think of, and like this kind of takes me back to that. I was a little worried about this album uh, because of their contribution on Lover. Yeah. where they were on Soon You'll Get Better, and that was not a very fun song at all. No. Um, but then they released the title track, Gaslighter, uh, and that was a much more fun song. Yeah. So I was like, okay, if that's what this shit's going to be, we're going to have a good time. And ladies and gentlemen, we, we did have a good time. Absolutely. We're still having a good fucking time with this album. It's It's a very like pop centric country album which yes, I, I like agree. and they do being, that very well yeah without being like every other pop country person and i don't think i don't think they they like sell out too high one way or the other we talked about uh some of the collaborators on this like jack antonoff's on yeah did a couple on this julia michaels i think like they they definitely dipped their toe into that world more than ever before but i think they stuck to their roots very well absolutely as someone who is a fan of their past work i've listened to some of it and i enjoy it now i just you know i hadn't really going into it and i think this year was the year i was like okay i'm gonna listen Uh, the album that if you if you haven't already checked it out is called fly i believe 
Yeah. It's the one with Goodbye Earl on it. And Goodbye Earl is a top five country song of all time. Okay. Easy. I'll, like, I, I'll, I'll revisit I'll fight it. Anyway. And here's the thing. It's one through five. It's the top five country songs of all time. <laughs> so. Fair. I will revisit it and I'll report back if I, if it was the one I listened to. Okay. Because, yeah. yeah. But let's keep on rolling along into another Jack Antonoff collaborator, and you just mentioned Taylor Swift, Exile, oh, featuring Bonnie Bear. Nobody laughing but the joke's not funny at all. And it took you five whole minutes to pack us up and leave me with it. Holding all this love out here in the hall. I think I've seen this film before And I didn't like the ending You're not my homeland anymore Yes. Who has, this is a good one. Thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Fucking write it. What? You didn't write it. Why are you thinking? You're recognizing me? my taste. Okay. <laughs> it's the whole th- reason I started this podcast. Right, exactly. It's for people to be like, this was a good song that you like. So that people can compliment you that you listen to Taylor Swift. Exactly. Congrats. (laughs) Um, How brave. How brave to listen to Taylor Swift during 2020. This was the year I really became a full-blown Swifty because of folklore. Um, Yeah, I I can... This is definitely the year that I became more of a fan. I used to say that uh, Drake is the Taylor Swift of rap. But now I don't say that anymore because I think Taylor Swift has gotten a lot better. That is fair. Um, <laughs> like, admittedly, like, I still, I still liked her early stuff. I still think Reputation is her best album. Um, okay. But I, Folklore was just such a pleasant surprise when it first came out. Um, right. And Evermore, I was also very happy with. Like, it, it did seem like her making music for you. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I tweeted this. I took the best songs, in my opinion, from each of those albums and I created my own track listing. Yeah, I like um, that. Which, like, I think is kind of the way to go into it, to this because when this album first came out, I had a ton of excitement and then... I kind of came off of it and I was like, okay, there's like five or six songs I don't really fuck with. Um, And now I'm like, okay, there's another album that also has, you know, maybe five, six songs. Yeah. yeah. Um, And being able to take both of those and put them together. I almost just for the sake of being, I don't want to say for being contrarian, I almost swapped this song out before we did this for an Evermore song just because I feel like all the major outlets have already published their year-end lists by the time that uh, Evermore was coming out. So I was like, I could get Evermore in there. I think but I, I, I think Folklore is the stronger of the two, though. I, I agree. Um, and I, I just really enjoyed Exile. Yeah, um, and as you should, it's a very good song. I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you have any standout folklore memories? I, you know what, let me take another look at thing. Um, I liked, I liked This Is Me Trying a lot. 
and I liked um, Mad Woman a lot. Those were two standouts yeah, for Mad me. Mad Woman was great. And fucking, and Mirrorball I thought was very good. I think Mirrorball was yeah. like underrated. That was one that I feel like I didn't see anyone talking about. But it, it felt very like, it felt like the song that you hear during like the scene of the TV show where they're having like a slow dance and they don't want to yeah. pay for a song that you wrote. Like yeah. that was the I was getting for Mirrorball. Yeah. Definitely. Mirrorball was in my um, folk, folk ever it made it, it playlist. Made it, combination list. It, it made it to folk ever. Okay, um, which I don't want to call it folk more um, right. as other people have. Yeah. But yeah. And I, you know, I like that she's kind of Taylor Swift has always been vocal about being like, I love Bonnie Bear and I love the national. And I like right. now that she's put her money where her mouth is. And I think it's paid off tremendously. I agree. So letting those influences influence. Yeah. Um, because like you can listen to Lover, there's nothing on there that sounds like the national. No. Completely it it's it's surprising that Lover and Folklore came out back to back. Yeah. Um and there's rumors of a third. I wouldn't be shocked. If we're in a quarantine in five more months, which we probably will be. We're gonna get something. Or Valentine's Day. Valentine. That would be good. That would be smart. Yeah. Taylor. Taylor thinks about things. But anyway, let's keep on rolling along into your next song, which was "Bitch" by Megan Thee Stallion. I'd rather be a B-I-T-C-H Cause that's what you gon' call me when I'm trippin' anyway You know you can't control me, baby You need a real one in your life Them bitches ain't gon' give it to you, right? I'd rather be a B-I-T-C-H Cause that's what you gon' call me when I'm trippin' anyway You know you can't control me, baby You need a real one in your life Them bitches ain't gon' give it to you, right? Why you wanna play with me? You know I'm undefeated A real high girl know how to keep a nigga heated You say you won't respect or treat me how you wanna be treated This is a very fun song. I like this song a lot. Yeah. This was one where I knew it was the Megan song that I wanted to include, but it was a very early 2020 release, so much so that I wasn't sure if it was 2019. Yeah. But I went and checked, it was 2020 and it was good. And so I was very, I was, I was glad I was able to include it. Um, it's actually off the same project as the Average. original version as your next pick, not to spoil it, but it's on the same project as Savage. And I think it's objectively the better song of the two. That's, that's fair. Um, and I think that I'd probably be more inclined to go back to B-I-T-C-H than Savage. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just it's so it's funny. Just a, it's a song about Megan standing up for herself and just being like, yeah. I'm going to fucking keep it real with you because if I don't, you're going to be mad at me. And if I do, you're going to be mad at me. So I'm going to fucking be, be real about it at the end of the day. And this was one that I, when I was writing the video about her, I obviously listened to a lot of her music. And this was one right. that I listened to a lot. I think it was this and Girls in the Hood I went back to the most for like, inspiration for her and i was just i this is it's just a good one it's just a it's not to like overuse the the, the whole girl power thing that has been going around in in the in pop culture but like it's really like a like a stick to your guns keep it real kind of song yeah and it's it's cool too yeah. it's not like a it doesn't it, it sometimes you get like songs like that where they're very like you know f- i'm trying to 
to think of it like very in your face about it where this is just like you know i'm gonna be your b-i-t-c-h yeah that's right in the beginning she says it ain't always about what you like sometimes it's about what's right and that's true exactly um one of the things too that struck me about this when i was on the genius page it reminded me a lot of biggie when i was listening to it this time yeah, around I- um, and there's a lot of Megan's songs that make me think of Biggie songs, um, just because I feel I'm, like... I'm pretty sure she cited him as a big influence. Yeah. Um, but so, interestingly, I was very pleased when she was like, oh yeah, I was trying to make a Tupac song. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> close enough. <laughs> yeah, 50-50. Yeah. But yeah. Let's just keep talking about Megan with my next pick, which was the Savage remix featuring Beyonce. She's so bougie, bougie, I'm a savage, had a too nasty. Talk big shit, but my bank account match it. Hood, but I'm classy, rich, but I'm ratchet. Haters kept my name in their mouth, not a gagging. He say the way that thing move is a movie. I told that boy we gotta keep it lowly, me the room key. How them bled the block and now it's hot, bitch. I'm Tunchy. I'm mood and I'm moody. I'm a savage. Okay. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Okay. Sassy, moody, nasty. Um, this was one I picked kind of in the same vein as WAP because it was just so huge. And I feel like of uh, the version of Savage that's on um, Sugar and the version that's on, um, now I'm blanking the name, Good News. Um, this is the one that I prefer. Okay, interesting. I feel the opposite. I like the non-Beyonce version better. Oh, I just, I just feel like Beyonce, I don't always like Beyonce just kind of doing Beyonce for the sake of, Beyonce, if that makes right. sense. No, um, but I feel like here it kind of enhanced it and like made it fun and gave like just a little bit extra where, you know, this was such a huge song early in right. the quarantine because of TikTok and it had the dances and things. And this really was Megan's year. Like, yeah, 100%. like artist of the year, biggest breakout. She's going to get best new artist at the Grammys easily. Yeah. Um, but I think that, like, you know, just kind of having Beyonce drop her, like, you know, I'm going to reference quarantine and all this shit and TikTok and OnlyFans was just kind of fun and added to it. I think I think what's I two notes about this song. Uh, I love how big it is for Megan. Yeah, she's a huge Beyonce fan. And to get her on a song like this at all, but also so early into her career. Yeah, it's just a sign of I think what's to come for her, and I also think it says a lot that the original version was huge on TikTok for very specific dances, and then this the remix version also had its own TikTok dance yeah. with it, and so that's just again because people are just gonna fuck with what she's doing, and she's got that power right now, and, yeah. and I think she deserves it as well. Yeah, it's. It's so funny too, just because like Megan, Megan, there are certain artists and artists coming up that are directly tied to TikTok. Um, but like Megan is an artist that has kind of taken over that platform without directly being a part of it. I th- and I, I think, think it would be, she would be fine without it. Yeah. And I, th- I think obvious, obviously it has elevated her to new levels, but I right. think she be fine without it oh yeah totally i just think that like it also kind of is a 
credit to her where it just kind of shows how much her music speaks to not only people our age, but people younger than us. And I think it also shows that like with, with, with the idea of a song being successful on TikTok, it's not something that like you can do on purpose. Yeah. Like, like Drake tried to, and that's yeah. on, I'm, I'm, I'm no Drake fan that much really but like that song wasn't good and didn't even do well and he basically just tried he gave us a fucking cha-cha slide and just for tiktok like yeah i didn't even know that drake made a tiktok song exactly Um, yeah he wasn't even hiding he was doing the dance in the fucking music video and the lyrics are dance instructions like that's That's annoying i feel like i feel like there's so many songs that you hear and you end up thinking, oh, this would kill it on TikTok, but they're not necessarily, but like you can't make it, you can't decide a TikTok song. I don't think I've ever thought that. Um, I'm sure plenty have, but I don't. Yeah. I, I try to think about TikTok as little as possible. I know. <laughs> I'm, I got a lot of TikTok discussion coming up. I'm sure um, you do. But let's, let's keep on rolling along into your next pick, which was War Turtle. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. War Turtle right. by Dog Leg. Yeah. I, uh, it's one of those things where I don't know if I'd ever said the name out loud, even though, like, I played Pokemon when I was younger. I watched the show and all that. I've said it out loud plenty of times. I promise you're saying it. Um, this is, this is, I didn't do this. I, I picked the song because I love the song. But I also, when I put it on the list, I was like, this is a good way to show James that I listen to the music he recommends to me. Thank you. <laughs> because, because during our half hours playlist, you had a song off of this album. Yes. And you recommended, I think you had, did you have Cannonball? Uh, I think I had Fox, because okay. I don't even know if this album was out yet. I could uh, okay. check, but. But regardless, you told me to check out this album specifically because there was a song named after a Pokemon on it, and because you thought I'd like the music, and yeah. both of those things were true. I really like this album, and I, I like <laughs> um, it It's funny, because like in terms of the punk stuff that like I know you like, like the only thing that I really like know is because you've told me you like you enjoy dog leg and like pop yeah um so it's, it's one the, of those the band name has to have something to do with dogs exactly it was cannonball actually okay. now that I'm looking um uh, <laughs> what look at me knowing shit <laughs> um but yeah no I love the song and I was I was also very happy you chose this uh because Spoiler alert for, because this is coming out Wednesday. Next week, there is going to be another, like, year-end-ish episode where I just kind of go through my, like, Apple replay. Is it a solo uh, episode? It's a solo episode. Okay, good. I was going to say, you better not have another end-of-the-year guest. No, no. I would fucking uh, Zoom right now. No, it's because it's, it's because the last day of, the last Wednesday of the year is January 30th, and I'm like, I'm going to do one by myself, uh, because I'm like, that one's not, I'm like, that one might not get 
any listeners, but I'm just going to do it to do it. Yeah. Um, but so I was like, okay, I know I'm doing that. Um, and there's a dog leg song on that playlist. So I purposely didn't include one on this. <laughs> so I was stoked that I could talk about dog leg. Uh, because they, yeah, they were like, they were one of my breakout artists this year. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this album. Um, and War Turtle, you know, it ended up being one of those songs that, like, it's furious, it's anthemic. Yeah. You know. I also, it was another one where, um, I think very relatable, the opening line where he says, hey, I'm late, I couldn't wake up before noon, or before noon. I know to some that's kind of early, but for me, it's nothing new. I don't know if I mentioned this, but I've been kind of in between jobs lately. So yeah, that's yeah. been reality. Been a lot of, especially early, early pandemic. It was a lot of late nights, just fucking yeah. Netflix until fucking 4 a.m. And then just walking upstairs from my basement if I can make it. And if not, just fucking sleeping down there. Like, although I think I only slept down there like once or twice, but still. Oh, good. I was, yeah. I was, in, I was in a state where I probably should have stayed down there a couple times. <laughs> That's like, that's like one of the things I didn't get in the pandemic, which like I'm thankful for. I'm very glad to have a job, um, you know, but it's also just one of those things where I'm like, oh, I'm still waking up hella early. Um, I, uh, I, I've been doing a lot of thinking back, especially within the past like week or so. Uh, last Christmas, my mom was very upset because she said I was working too much. I had and... four jobs at the start of this year. And we do not have that issue this year. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's all your mom's fault, really. It is, yeah. She's, she's in control of things. Um, I actually, I have this. I, I, I didn't tweet it because I was like, it's not even that funny. But I actually, I did it at a virtual show that I was on a couple weeks ago where I said, um, back when I had a job that I would go to, when I was leaving the house, I used to go, uh, before I would leave, I would pet my dogs on the head and I would say, I wish I could stay home with my boys all day. Um, so this might be my fault. Uh, it's, it's one of those things, well, it's one of those things where we all have those things. And it, it's funny, the Mountain Goats just put out a live, uh, live album where it had been a live stream that they did. Um, okay. And one of the things they said in between songs too was like, remember early in the pandemic when everyone was talking about how nice it was to be home and be able to spend time with their families and things. And I'm like, yeah, you know. Yeah. But, interesting collection of months. It has. Uh, vaccine soon. Speaking of interesting, your next song. <laughs> My next pick uh, was originally Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Uh, but Some now, would say it should have stayed that way. <laughs> but now it's E-Girls Are Ruining My Life by Corpse and Savage. Savage Gasp. This Sorry. pick is ruining my life. Um, so you didn't like this? I mean, it's just an easy song to beat up on. No, I didn't really fuck with it, though. That's fair. That it, I, it's one of those things. 
I like I chose Blinding Lights by the weekend for the VMA performance. Uh, I I heard the album is very good. The album is, and like I, I haven't revisit- listened to it yet. And one when you put Blinding Lights on it, I downloaded it, and I was like, I'm gonna listen to it after we record this because I'll probably really love at least one song off this album, and I don't want to change my list. It it has a lot of it has a lot of good stuff, and like when I revisited it more recently, I was like, oh, this this is sol- this is much more solid than I remember it. Okay. Um, I don't necessarily think he deserved a Grammy over it, um, but um, yeah, you know, the past few weeks, I've kind of become obsessed with Corpse. Um, so, do you know who Corpse is? No, like or... I said, I only know that uh, that tweet we talked about with the handwriting. So, Corpse is a YouTuber um, that is anonymous. Like, he right. doesn't show his face, you know, anything. And he, the voice that he's rapping with, as far as I can tell, he has an effect on it, but, like, he doesn't, I don't think he actually uses much of an effect on it. He. He's like MF Doom for people that would cross the street if they saw MF Doom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, this is very, I don't know, it, he kind of reminds me of like what I think Marilyn Manson would be if Marilyn Manson was a new artist in 2020. Was a teenager in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so like, Honestly, do you, think, do you think Corp cites Manson as an influence? I don't know. Well, Manson kind of got canceled this year, so maybe okay. not, Same. but... The question stands. Yeah. I mean, and admittedly, I don't really know. But like, you know, this is a song that blew up on TikTok. um, And it's just kind of like, it's just kind of silly. Yeah. And like, just dark. And like, I kind of love it for that because it doesn't take itself too seriously. Right. Um, And, you know, Corpse only has a handful of other singles. Um, Oh, good. I'm very interested to see what he does next year. I think that, you know, there's a good possibility, um, but he could just spend the whole next year playing among us because that's all he does on YouTube. Um, but uh, I love this. And it's got uh, Emma Langevin on the cover who is um, a An great e-girl. e-girl. Yeah. She's uh, I mean, you could see her, um, but she also has like a thick New Jersey accent which is hilarious. I like, I like that with the look. I like pairing the two of those. Well, because I, I found a friend of mine sent me a tweet with her, and it was just a video of her talking. And someone was like, that voice does not match that aesthetic. Exactly. I love that, though. But, yeah. So, I don't know. I love this song. It's ruin- E-Girls are ruining my life, and they're ruining the weekends, too. Yeah, apparently. But yeah, <laughs> and I'm sorry that I changed it on you last minute. It's today. fine. It's fine. It, here's the thing. I'm glad it wasn't something that uh, when I listened to, I was like, oh, I have a lot to say about this. Okay, totally. Fair. Did you have a lot to say about blinding lights? Not a ton. Actually, I do. Ha- I do have a point that I want to bring up. Um, yeah, earlier in, I think it was when the VMAs were happening or maybe an award show prior, um, it was something about how people were upset that the weekend was in the R&B category as opposed to just the pop category. And Harry Styles actually came out and said, if I sang Blinding Lights, it would be a pop song. And it would sound exactly the same. Yeah. 
And I think that's right. I think I think uh, Tyler spoke about Tyler the Creator spoke about this a lot at the Grammys last year. Yeah, where, where he's like, like, look, if it's black, you're going to put it in urban or R and B or whatever. Yeah. The fuck. When he won for Igor, which was uh, more experimental than rap, for sure. Yeah. But I I, I think that um, I think that's a testament to the weekend's influence on the industry, and and I'm I'm excited that he he's still delivering at the level that he is. Yeah. One of the things I, I do want to say about The weekend, at least in terms of the VMAs, besides that performance that I think if you haven't, you know, watched, you know, and I assume you have, but it, saw, yeah. it went under anyone's radar, go on YouTube and watch that because it was probably the best, you know, quarantine performance yeah, of the year. Great performer, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also at the VMAs, he won like song of the year or artist of the year or something, yeah, you know, some, some big award. And he was just like, Hey, this is nice, but like, you know, we need justice. And, yeah, he he but, was straight up. We got bigger shit going on. Yeah. So he, like, I, I, I'm, I'm honestly surprised he wasn't like, what are we doing here? Yeah. I, <laughs> well, but, but that was kind of the subtext of what he did, yeah, which oh, I think, you know, was another favorite moment that, I had, yeah. um, but now he's upset about the Grammys. So, yeah, but I mean, those are a little more yeah. incredible than the VMAs, I would say. Yeah, but anyway, let's keep on rolling along into your second Tyler pick, uh, West Side second Gun. Tyler, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'm going to be honest with you. I almost had a third. <laughs> um, I almost did. Uh, yeah, introduce it first. Go ahead. West Side Gun and Joey Badass. 327 featuring Tyler the Creator and Billy Esco. This will we pray for. I'm release all flight to the ankles. I'm in the places that you can't go. Don't see me go in the same road. I swear Paris will we pray for. I need Casablanca by the case load. I'm a model now, baby. Got the face for it. Face for it. Runway in my coke fashion. Anybody more for toe tagging? My 327s was blessed instead of a torn vest. Keep a load of fire. Okay. So before I before I uh, talk about this, I almost included uh, the song TD by Lil Yachty featuring ASAP Rocky, Tyler the Creator, and Tierra Wack because I think Tierra and Tyler and Rocky all kill it on that song, and also Lil Yachty is there. And um, but I think the Tyler verses that I included are stronger, and I have Tierra Wack representation later on in my list. So this song is uh, it's off West Side Gun's "Pray for Paris." West Side Gun put out a lot of fucking projects this year. He's part of a collective called Griselda. It's him, Benny the Butcher, and Conway the Machine. They're all from Buffalo, New York. They're very like they're they're like they're they're like Buffalo gangster rap. And they're they're really cool. I like a lot of what they've been doing. Um, I do think they they kind of saturated the market a little bit this year. Like I said, West Side Gun put out like five projects this year. Yeah. Uh, I think the one that this is on, it's called Pray for Paris, and I think that's his best one. Um, and this song is another one that stands out for me. I think Tyler also produced this song. Um, I know he produced a different song on the album that he's not rapping on, but I think he produced this one as well. And this is just a fun, this is, it, it's a great West Side Gun song too, which is, which is also an important, it's not just for the Tyler feature is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, I think Gun kills it. I think Joey kills it. I think Billy on the uh, fucking chorus kills it, the hook. 
and and Tyler is again just kind of Tyler almost feels out of place on this song a little but bit I, yeah but I but he he he's good enough where it works you know what I mean yeah I really I really enjoyed this it had a very like old school hip-hop feel to me yes I agree um and you know I well admittedly haven't listened to a lot of West Side Gun or Joey Badass for that matter um but like you know I was very pleasantly surprised by this uh just because I feel like everyone kind of delivers on it um I admittedly I'm an idiot because I'm like why do they keep saying pray for pa-? or like I swear Paris will be prayed for and then I realize the album's called pray for Paris. yeah it's called pray for Paris and this is the only time they bring that up yeah um but yeah it, and it's also just like the beats very it's 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 similar to the other Tyler feature where the beats very like luxurious and almost like counteracts the the lyrical content like it's yeah. fucking coke bars over like classical strings and it's fucking cool like, yeah uh, it's fun. It's a fun song. Yeah, it's like yeah, and I mean, granted, not that he says it in this one, but similar to um, the previous Tyler feature, this one also feels very like one take, very like one and done. Yeah, you know, agree. just kind of like Tyler going in and fucking around. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and I also you could answered this is west side's gun delivering normally like this because that was yeah, something that is, i also enjoyed this is exactly how he sounds and i'm glad you asked that because i was going to bring up there's a video that went around on twitter earlier this year of a guy doing an impression of uh west side gun ordering at the mcdonald's drive through and it's so fucking good like it, it's it, if you're familiar with this song now it's it's basically that but he's like just fucking ordering like apple pies and fucking Big Macs and shit. And it's good. And um and the the, the classic West Side Gun ab lib is what you hear in the beginning where he just goes boom 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 boom. Like that's not a one off thing. That happens. Okay. Like that's that's a that's a fucking classic at this point. But yeah. That's hilarious. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, yeah but I'm... again, uh, great features all around. Tyler coming in just Tyler Tyler's entry on this is different than his one on the Freddie Gibbs song, but I think it's similar to the Two Chains feature because Tyler just comes in strong on this one. Bitch, I'm all that, all that, Keenan Kel. When I rock in, yeah, they ring the ring the bell. Roses on my feet, yeah, they kneel and they yell. And it's just like strong, just kind of like, and I also like, I think just Ty- Tyler's gotten a lot more comfortable. And here's the thing, he's never had a problem being himself but I think he's yeah. even more being himself now on like yeah. verses that he's been doing. Cause is this the one too, where he, I'm trying to think glitter on my neck match the glitter on my fingernails. Yeah. It's like, it's so like, it's so much like wordplay so much like yeah. it's silly, but also very him being very like, I'm very authentically tiled the creator. Yeah, I'm exactly. not putting he's up like, a this is facade. Me deal with it or get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. I've been rapping and fucking he's six five on my munchkin, like <laughs> I love it. Let's keep on rolling along into my next pick, which was Boomer by Barty Strange. <laughs> 
um, which is an album that I've described to people a lot. With a song like this in particular, not so much some of the stuff later on the album, but I've described it as like if Tyler the Creator was the fifth member of the Killers. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, hear that. This is another one you recommended to me that I listened to and I really liked it. I, I'm glad. Um, yeah, this is an album. Barty's, I'm pretty sure he's been kicking around music for like over 10 years in different bands and stuff. Okay. But this is his first full-length solo album. He put out an EP of um, national covers uh, earlier this year. Um, but this was just him. And it just kind of took me by storm when I finally sat down and listened to the whole thing. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, this is so... It, it incorporates so many different styles of music, so many different like ideas and things. Very... There's very little out there like it, I would say. Yeah. And that's kind of... It, it's good because... I liked it because I can tell he's doing exactly what the fuck he wants to do. Yeah. Like, um, whatever he wants to do. Yeah. And he's someone, too, that, like... And I very often... I don't want to say I dislike artists like this, but I think that sometimes they get a little corny where, like, He's very much someone that you can tell is a fan of and pays attention to a lot of different music. Um, where I end up thinking that there's a lot of artists that do that, that can kind of become a little hokey, even though I know every musician is listening to everything. Um, but like, you know, he was like raised by an opera singer, was singing in his church choir as a kid but then was like listening to alt rock and rap and things right. like coming of age. And now he's just kind of like, Oh, you know, I'm going to make the album that incorporates everything, but it's all within his own voice and it doesn't right. feel forced at any point. I agree. Yeah. Um, and I could be wrong. It could be the next one. He rented out an abandoned summer camp to record. Um, so like, you know, I just imagine like, you know, picture your like camp, you know, dining hall, but it's like him with like, you know, speakers and recording studio equipment. As and a big summer camp boy, I love that. It's it's so cool. Uh, there's so many pictures. I'll see if I could find them and send them. But yeah, yeah, and I love the title "Live Forever." Titles do a lot. That's yeah, great. Um, so yeah. And this one I chose in particular just kind of to represent the whole album. But also I feel like if you're someone that's maybe that's not familiar, this is probably like the big hit that could wheel you in. I could agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Do you have anything else to say about Bartiz? Just, it, it was a lot of like, when you sent it to me, I didn't know what to expect. And even after listening to it the first time, I still didn't like it was, it was just so, so much of everything where I was just like, yeah. okay, put it on again. We gotta, we gotta it dive kinda, back into it. It kind of takes a, a minute to be like, Oh, this clicks. Yeah. Um, yeah. But let's keep but, on. Rolling. And I like it for that. Yeah. Let's keep on rolling along into your next pick, which was under the tape. Uh, I almost said under the tree, under the table by Fiona Apple. I told you I didn't want to go to this dinner 
You know I don't go for those ones that you bother about. So when they say something that makes me start to simmer, that fancy wine won't put this fire out. Oh, kick me under the table all you want. I won't shut up. I won't shut up. Kick me under the table all you want. I won't shut up. I won't shut up. This is, and I'm, I'm sure you can all tell by now, but I'm a real sucker for wordplay. And and Fiona does that all over this album. But I think one of my favorites the whole time was where she starts out this one and just straight up says, I would beg to disagree, but begging disagrees with me. And I'm like, okay, that's a fun little turn of phrase we got going on there. And then she tur- and then it was kind of like, it doesn't stop at just being that turn of phrase because the whole song is basically about that as her philosophy. Yeah. Like, it, like I'm not gonna, she's, she's stay, the, the chorus says, kick me under the table all you want. I won't shut up. And she's the, it paints the picture of her at this fucking dinner party with the man that I assume and hope is her ex at this point. And it's just like, I, I I'm not going to fucking, shut my mouth just to make you seem cooler in front of your friends or colleagues or whatever. If they're saying some bullshit, I'm going to call them out on some bullshit. Uh, Taylor has a line like that on Evermore that reminded me of this. Um, I, I kind of know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? I can't remember. I can't think of it. Yeah. But, and this was a good, I, and I, I liked this Fiona album. I hadn't listened to a ton of her stuff before, but I saw the, the, the acclaim that this was getting and I was like, well, I've got nothing else to do. And so I, I, I threw it on for a few drives and I was like, yeah, man, this is fucking, I like this a lot. Yeah, I admittedly, despite all the acclaim that this album got, it did not click with me. I um, saw you post it the other day on Facebook, yeah. very brave. Yeah, uh, Twitter, even worse. I don't think so. I don't post it. Uh, oh yes, I did on uh, yes. Was it Heather's? Uh, yeah, it was Heather's. Okay. Um, you are. <laughs> I forgot about that, but yeah, this just kind of. And like, That's how little I have going on. I remember other people's <laughs> comments on other people's posts. <laughs> um, but admittedly, this was like one that the, I do like the sentiment, especially the image of "kick me under the table all you want, I won't shut up." Um, but That's- yeah, it. Sets up a very strong visual in this song, I think. Exactly. Uh, but otherwise, this was an album that didn't really connect with me. That's fair. Um, but I also think about when, early in the quarantine, I did an episode with Jonathan Barnes, and we talked about this song. And then he said, uh, he checked it out, and he texted me later that day. And he's like, I'm listening to this Fiona Apple record. And then he texted me like 10 minutes later. He's like, I could totally see how this is like a snob's favorite record. <laughs> I agree with that too. And, and, it, and, and I agree with it because it wasn't my favorite. Yeah. Selena Gomez was, baby. That doesn't make me a fucking snob. It makes me an idiot. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I, I wish I liked this album more. I appreciate what she's doing. But like I said, you don't, you, you, I didn't, this was one where like it, it could have been the, I'm picking it because it's the fucking pitchfork cool. 10 out of 10 pick. But like, 
it, honestly, I think I would have picked a song, a different song, if I had done that. That's this fair. was just the one that I thought made me smile the most. Exactly. Let's keep on rolling along. Oh wait, wait, wait! Head. I gotta, I gotta throw oh. one more thing in because um, she, she, uh, where she says, "Don't push me, Cookie. Don't push me. Don't you push me." Um, I like that she's still calling the man Cookie in this scenario, <laughs> uh, and. My grandma used to call people cookie, so that made me oh, think of my grandma, who's dead now. That's sweet. So you can't say anything mean about her, or else you're an asshole. I, I, I don't have anything mean to say about your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep on rolling along into my next pick, which was Man of the Year by Juice World. Man of the Year, still got problems. Looking in the mirror, you look awful. Talking to myself, do it too often. JK, Juice World. I think Lil, Lil Uzi Vert, in my opinion, is Panic at the Disco. Juice World is My Chemical Romance. Um, <laughs> I love Juice World that so much. never coming back? What? Is that because he's never coming back? <laughs> my Chem came back. Well, it, for it, one they, shot. They, they came out and put on makeup. Um, but no, I love... Uh, Actually, I, Juice World's going to put out another album before My Chemical Romance does. Oh, he might. I, don't know. I really like Juice World. I don't know. I don't. How do you feel about Juice World? I feel like he's, he's another one who never really did it for me. He's he's another one where like I I get it. I see the appeal. I understand the talent. I I get why people fuck with it, but it's not really for me. He was on uh he was on my uh songs that aren't supposed to be funny. Right, right, graduation. That graduation track, which I stand by. That thing's garbage. But <laughs> that's fair. I, I thought I thought Man of the Year was fine. It wasn't something I. It's not something I'm going to listen to again on my own. That's I fair. Um, I don't, I just kind of like that. You know, you could hear sort of the the emo and pop punk influence on his earlier songs like Lucid Dreams and right. you know Robbery and all that. Um, and I liked that on Legends Never Die, you know, the posthumous album, they just kind of leaned into it and put actual pop punk songs on. Right. Um, and I don't know, it's kind of a weird, uh, not totally out there reference point, but one that I haven't really seen is this song is very similar to Hum Hallelujah by Fallout Boy from Infinity on High. Um, okay. Where the chorus of that song goes, I could write it better than you've ever felt it, which is such a fuck you to their fan base. And I love, and even though I think that this is kind of a like sweeter song, I feel, I get that same sentiment in the, I know I'm here to save you. I know my lyrics saved you. I know I helped your breakthrough. Yeah. So. I thought that was an interesting little refrain. Um, I also th- thought it was interesting that Skrillex is credited as a writer on this song. Yeah, I think he did the production work. That would make sense. At least part of it. Um, Skrillex is a is a pop punk guy. Yeah. He was in um, From First to Last. Yep. So, yeah. But yeah, love Juice World. I don't know. R.I.P. I forgot right. that he died on December 8th. 
and I tweeted about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that he's he's a very much. There have been a lot of young rappers that have died in the past five years. Yeah. Um, and I think Juice World is the one that has kind of hurt me the most because I feel like he was the most promising of all of them. I can see that. Yeah. Even though I've heard a lot about Pop Smoke, I didn't listen to the new Pop Smoke album. But it's all right. I I I root for anyone from New York, so I I was in Pop Smoke's corner for that. But he didn't do a ton that um, wowed me. Although he put out, um, he has a song called "Welcome to the Party," which came out after I started doing my show "Welcome to the Party." Exactly. I remember I, remember I texted you. I remember purposely. Um, before I submitted that as the name of the show, looking up to see if there were any songs with that title. And the only one I found, it was like an interlude or an intro on a Party Next Door album. And I was like, okay, I'm fine with that. That's not like a like a song song. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. And now, Pop Smoke. You could play, you could start the next Walk on the Party. It's a great song. I would go up to that. We'll do <laughs> We could do that. He actually actually put out a remix to it with Nicki Minaj on the day of one of the shows that I did. Oh, really? Missed opportunity. Yeah, it was funny. When we eventually get... I I promoted the show with the song because of that, so... Yeah. When we eventually get to do the half hours, uh, we'll have you walk up to Welcome to the Party. Yes, I'd love to. Dope. Let's keep on rolling along into your next pick. Which, Balenci's by Chica. Goddamn, I got Balenci's in the bathroom. I used to be fiending for them, dreaming in the classroom. Turned in my exam right then, I knew it would be the last room. For school, I walked into, felt my potential getting past due. Four years later, and my rack's blue. And my whole team is seeing green like Yoshi acts too. Now people taking in your face, I ain't ask you. But you've been seeing how they live, so they ain't have to. And the whole world is conversating about your waistline. And mental health days make you guilty because you waste time. I'm fighting everybody, demons, but can't face mine. Is it just Chica? Okay. <laughs> Cool. Chica is who I would like to win Best New Artist at the Grammys this year, despite knowing full well that it'll be Megan. Because I think that Megan should have won last year. I think that Best New Artist is often uh, Best Artist that came out last year. (laughs) Yeah. I think think Megan could have easily won it this year off of the strength of her 2019. And then instead she just had an even fucking bigger 2020. But we're not talking about Megan anymore. We're talking about Chica. Chica's great uh, rapper out of Alabama, and she's just so fucking. She's she's very cool. She's very confident. And this whole song is this uh, this project is called Industry Games. I think it's like five or six songs, and this is just like the this is probably like the hypest song on the album, where it's just like high energy, fucking like it's like it's like an origin story, but it's set to like a fucking backbeat and it's just like exciting and just kind of like her like talking about how like she she came up and like started to believe in herself more and like where she's at now and uh Balenci's is a reference to Balenciaga's uh so it's it's a it's a pair of shoes that she has now that she could couldn't have had back then and she's saying yeah. I got two of them I got two pairs now and so she's like I'm I'm fucking I'm good now but this this is another album I recommend checking out Chica's someone to keep an eye on for sure I think 
I will give it a listen. It's so funny too, just kind of the way you describe that. I realized I hadn't paid as much attention to the second verse where I paid paid a lot of attention to the first verse, which really resonated with me. Yeah. Uh, just because the whole, how, how I'm uplifting your whole life, but still hate mine, how I get rich, but still get pissed about the money. I'm like, oh, that's way too real. Yeah, exactly. That's one of those things where it's like, it's like you hear money can't buy happiness all the time. And then like, you, I kind of don't want to believe it because I yeah. don't have money now and I'm not fucking thrilled. But like, right. but obviously I know, I know it's, it's more of like, you have to find happiness in other venues, but also like, I would like to be able to make a living doing what I want to do with my life. So that's another right. reason. There. But um, Chico was also a double XL freshman this year. Oh, cool. Cool. I admittedly have only glanced at that. That's fine. She was the the one, the most notable one, I would say. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to checking this out. Yeah, this is Yeah. I also uh, thought the opening is funny because Barack, yeah. Barack Obama is that some kind of hot sauce. That's, uh, that's from a video she posted on Instagram a couple years. I think it's either, I think it was like two years ago. Um, in, in which she's painting her face white. I think it was after oh. like a, it, it was after like a, like a Black Lives Matter protest where like some black person had gotten killed by police. And so she was like, well, I'm not going to be black anymore. So I'm just going to, it's like her painting her face white and saying like, quote unquote, white people things where she says, Barack Obama, is that some kind of sauce? And it's very, she actually oh, reposted funny. it on her Instagram recently. So. Okay. It's- I'll have to scope that out. Cause I was just like, oh, that's a funny opener. She also posted on Instagram today uh, the date, December 18th, 2020, which is tomorrow. So I imagine she's dropping something tomorrow. She put out a single like two weeks ago that was fine. So if it's some kind of multi-track project, I'd be thrilled about that. So two hours from now, we'll see. And by the time this episode's out, we'll already know. <laughs> um. Exactly. Let's keep on rolling along into my next pick, which was No Dream by Jeff Rosenstock. the album no dream um i i don't jeff is one of my favorites i don't know jeff consistently amazes me um and i feel like when he dropped this album it was something that really kind of parts of it resonated a lot but i also feel like it you know has kind of been one of the very few moments of actual actual absolute joy I've had for an artist this year. If that makes sense. That's very nice. Yeah. Um, I like I'm glad. Um, Jeff is another one that is very good at incorporating a lot of different styles, even yeah. though he does it all under you know the punk umbrella. Right. Um, 
And, you know, it ends up, there's a lot of stuff early on in this album that we'll be getting into this much more. There's a lot of critiquing, you know, American ideals and there's self-critique too. He's got the song Nike's Alt where he pokes fun at himself where he's like, yeah, I keep looking at Nike's online, but it's just a bullshit status symbol. Um, And this song in particular, when you get to that, I mean, not even the whole thing, but at the beginning where he's talking about separating families from the, separating families at the border, you know, the opening line, picking up the bodies on TV. I don't know if that was a quarantine line. I don't know if he'd been sitting on this album for a very long time before he released it, but it was relevant. Yeah, this whole, um, this whole lyric, the whole song reads like a fucking CNN scroll. Like it's yeah. all shit that like, I, I could have turned the TV on at any moment and had seen happening in the past yeah. couple of years. Yeah. And, you know, the line, the only end game for capitalism is dystopia has really been like the, you know. I've been <laughs> saying capitalism is a prison. I've been yeah. saying capitalism is a prison. You know this. I do. I do. That, that's one of your lines. On stage. I do. It's, it's interesting. I have, I have, I don't know if I have a catchphrase, but I have two that are close. It's capitalism's a prison and it's have fun, be safe. They don't necessarily go together, <laughs> but here we are. Well, they kind of do. <laughs> we have Honestly, fun they kind be of, safe they in kind our capitalist prison. Capitalism's a prison, so have fun and be safe. Like, exactly. But so I don't, the past year has kind of radicalized me, you know, because of my fucking job. I'm very tuned into things that, that are happening and I end up enraged a lot of the time. I believe that. Um, so, you know, just kind of hearing that put to wax, I was just like, yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, this is one of my favorite a lot albums. Of, there was a lot of catharsis in music this year and this song yeah. is no exception. Yeah. Um, and I got to interview, like I didn't get to interview as many musicians this year as I have in years past, but Jeff is someone that I've admired for a long time and have wanted to interview for a long time, and I got to interview him this year. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah. So that was a highlight. That's a highlight. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Let's keep on rolling along into your next pick, which was Better Than We Found It by Marin Morris. <laughs> If you don't like it, then get the hell out That's what they yell when I open my mouth A stick is a stick, a stone is a stone But who's gonna care if I don't? Who's gonna change if I won't? So, I feel like every episode we've we've done, we've uh, mentioned the accidental highlights that happen with our songs that go back to back. And this is, I think, my most pressing, like, current events song. Yeah. Um, this was a song that I texted you about as soon as I heard it. Yes. I love Mary Moore. I've always it. been a big fan of hers. But this song, I think she really steps it up a notch with her social commentary, which is which is something she's never been shy about. Uh, she released a song right after the Vegas shooting, addressing that issue. Yeah. Um, but when I talked to you about this song, I described it as the uh, country version of Fuck the Police. Yeah. And I stand by that. Uh, Marin is, she's, she's an openly liberal woman in, 
country music, which doesn't always fuck with either of those things, openly liberal or woman. Uh, and and she addresses that head on. She says in the her first lines of the song are, uh, if you don't like it, then get the hell out. That's what they yell when I open my mouth. Yeah. And as someone who's been following her work and her social media for a long time, I've seen that firsthand where she has expressed an opinion on some issue, political or otherwise, and quote unquote fans in the comments are telling her like, just the classic stick to shut music. up, stick to music yeah. kind of thing. And it's like, that that's an irresponsible thing to do to an extent, especially in that's today's day and age. One of those things that I, I get furious about with any artist when people are like, oh, you know, I can't believe they're getting political. It's like all, not all music, but a lot of music is inherently political. Country music is no exception to that. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, you know, even if there's a faction of country music, uh, country musicians, I almost said country music musicians, um, who are liberal, a lot of them aren't going to say anything just because they have to be like, you know, we want to be middle ground and, you know, we're to, not to good. go back to a pick from earlier in this list. In around 2005, just offhandedly at a concert, the Dixie, when they were the Dixie Chicks, Natalie, the lead singer, said, I'm a little bit embarrassed to be from Texas because of President Bush. And that yeah. fucking ruined their career. Yeah. That literally, they, haven't been... they were being pulled from country radio stations left and right. They, this, this album that they put out was their first in, in I think, over 10 years because of that. Like, yeah. that fucking full well stop there. Years. Just because they said, we don't love George Bush. Which yeah. wasn't a controversial thing even back then, but no. um, they, they 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 walked so that artists like Marin can run in that sense. Yeah, and, I'm, and another artist that I like that does something similar in that vein is Jason Isbell, where Jason Isbell he's some of his songs are more political, but he's very outspoken on stage and on social media where he's like, hey, you know, this is bullshit, or you know, fuck. Yeah, where he'll speak out against, you know, oppression and, you know, Republicans and, you know, encourage people to, you know, vote liberal. But like, you know, then he'll get responses from people that are like, oh, you know, I loved your music, but I can't stand you. And it's like, he's like, well, then who gives a shit? Yeah. You know, another, and, yeah. Another one of the lines that really stood out to me on this one is at the end here. The end of what I'm about to say, where she says, my neighbor's in danger, who does he call? When the wolf's at the door, all covered in blue, shouldn't we try something new? We're over a barrel and at the end of one, too. Like, just fucking, yeah. like, yeah, dog, like, fucking. And, and it's one of those things where she, she comes straight out and she's saying, like, these issues are never going to affect me, but we still right. need to fucking do something about it. She's not yeah. she's the fucking five-foot-tall white woman. She's going to be yeah. fine, but she's still not going to not use her platform to say we need yeah. to fucking shit about the people in this country that need to be treated better. Yeah, that's been, that's been, and not my next pick, but a lot of the picks that I have coming up, you know, and, you know, I think a lot of songs in general that resonated with me this year were just ones that kind of were like, hey, we have to do better. We have to be better. And like, you know, and also, you know, I, you know, it's important for country artists, perhaps more than anyone to speak out against that. Um, I don't know. And I, I, think also, I think your next song kind of fits that mold. 
I think I think a lot of important things are being said in your next pick. Should we go into it? Yeah, let's go into this. Be- before, before that, I also want to say, because I feel like I didn't necessarily count. I also did really enjoy this song, which is why there are no notes on it. Okay. Um, All right. Okay. Yeah, no, this song. And also, if you didn't say, oh, it's like the country version of Fuck the Police, I was going to say, this was how you sold it to me. So, okay. Yeah, no, that was great. Great. So, don't yeah. worry. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's roll on into my next pick, which is Three Musketeers by PP Cocaine. Um, which I think is also featuring Young Daddy Kane. Could be wrong, but PP Co- Cocaine is my artist of the year. I oh, fucking fine. love PP. PP Cocaine should have been nominated for the Best New Artist Grammy. Next Youngin is the feature. Next Youngin. Well, here's Not the thing: if if she's gonna be like anything like Megan, she'll be nominated next year. Yeah, but uh, anyway, I know I mean, I'm won't be, but. <laughs> I've gushed about PP Cocaine a lot. Uh, what do you think of PP Cocaine? Uh, I try not to. Um, I, I like this better. Than, I like this better than the Corpse song. That's fair. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I will say though, this one grew on me. You sent me, you sent me like three or four PP Cocaine songs earlier in the year, and I was like trying to force people to like listening to these four songs will take me five minutes, so I'll do it and just get it over with. And none of them really um, did anything for me. But listening to this one in the playlist, I was like, it was another one of those situations where I was like, okay, I get it. I, 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 get, I, I see what she's doing. I, I understand. The, the, she, she makes the melodies catchy. She, the beats are fun. Like she, yeah. she's, and again, she's just fucking having fun with this shit. And I, I like that. Yeah. One of the things that I think isn't sort of similar... PB Cocaine got big off of TikTok. Um, You know, all of these are, all of her songs had TikTok dances or had memes attached to them. Um, DDLG had for you, I'm gonna let you hit it for free. For you, I'm gonna let you hit it for free. Um, So like it had that, I'm trying to remember. I mean, this one had one with the chorus of I'm trying to blow her back out, walking funny for the year. Actually, I think this one had a bunch of TikTok dances. Now that I'm re-looking at the lyrics, the I remember one... seeing a couple to this song and like not being thrilled that I knew where it was from. <laughs> the one I think downside to PV Cocaine is that a lot of her songs do sound similar, yeah. um, and I think that she's going to have to grow and learn to vary up her sound a little bit more. I don't um, think she'll have to. <laughs> I think she'll be. <laughs> but I, I love her. I love her so much. I, I know. Um, you Very know. Aware. Yeah. So. Um, Is there anything about this one, this song specifically, that made you choose it over others? I think that of the big songs that she's had break out this year, this one is probably the best. only have like four songs total? Yeah, she doesn't. Okay, like so of the songs, 
we you don't have to specify the breakouts of the songs <laughs> but i think that like of of all her songs this one i think is probably the best i think it has the best hook i think it's i agree with the that. most fun I, I think i think the power is in the hook and i when what, here's the thing i remembered it well enough that when i saw it on the list i was glad that it was this one <laughs> i'm glad yeah. um and I mean, don't get me wrong. There's like others that I, you know, I think that they're all fun. I like, I, know, I stand by PP Cocaine hasn't had a bad song yet. But like, I think that just kind of the fact that this one, you know, it has a good hook. It like is very, it, and it sums up PP Cocaine in the best way, which is just excess and debauchery and, you know, sex fueled, you know, silliness i think i think it's a very good thing that we're currently in a world where people are comfortable and willing to make the exact music that they want to make yeah and I think this is a very good example of that and i and i and i said something similar about the barty strange song uh which is also an example of that in a different way <laughs> but um i think i, think I I think these two songs highlight the spectrum of that theory, the concept. Yeah. Yo, Frank, next year, you're going to be like, PP Cocaine is amazing. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. Something's going to happen eventually. When PP Cocaine is taking home a Grammy, Frankie, I'm going to text you and be like, I was right. <laughs> Here's another thing I've been thinking about in in regards to this cocaine um the name itself yeah I I, i'm like not that. sure how much longevity you think she's gonna turn like 26 and just be like oh fuck i just want to go by kayla now like do you know what her real name is no <laughs> wait for her to tell you <laughs> um PP Cocaine is on my list of artists I really want to interview in the coming year. PP Cocaine and Corpse are two that I'm dying to cover. I, I wish that for you. And I hope, Thank and you. I hope, you know what? I hope those interviews are what gets you hired at Pitchfork. I hope so too. <laughs> that's, um, that's, my, that's my intention for 2020 for you. Thank you. Let's keep on rolling along into your next pick, which is Peppers and Onions by Tierra Whack. You got to be the one the people looking up to. Yeah, I tried to reach the sun, but got me stuck to my shoes. I'm only human. I'm not perfect, just a person. I'm only human. Sometimes happy, sometimes nervous. I'm only human. I'm not perfect, just a person. I'm only I ain't been here long, so forgive me if I get this wrong. I get lost sometimes. Italy, I roam. I had to figure certain things out. Yes. I love Wack. I love this. This is one. Uh, she put out two songs the day she put this one out, and this is the stronger of the two, I think. Uh, I don't. The name of the other one's escaping me, but I'm not even gonna tell you. Listen to Peppers and Onions instead. Uh, this is. It's the longer of the two, also, and it's it's fun. It's got a good beat. This one's actually doing well on TikTok right now. I don't know if you've seen it on TikTok um, at all. I don't know. I don't think I have. You know what? Let me let me rephrase that. Um, she's been sharing a lot of TikToks to this song on okay. her story. 
Well, that doesn't necessarily mean it's doing well. There, people are doing it enough where she's seeing it. Uh, also, she has been in a few Apple commercials with this song playing in the background. Oh, okay. So, you know, that's not nothing. She's getting that bag. But this is a good one. This is, I, I, I'm a big fan of Tierra Whack. Um, and I think this is like, it's, it's a very like, it's, an, it's, it's a real like, I'm just doing my best song. Like it's a real like I'm I'm just trying to do the best I can. Uh, in the, in the hook, she says, "I'm only human. I'm not perfect. I'm just a person." And she's like, "It's I don't know. She's fun. She's she's good. She's very talented. Like I said, she's on the Lil Yachty song that I almost put in this one. And I I'm hoping that helps her career because I'm sure that album got some a lot of eyes and ears on it. But I I like her a lot. I'm really looking forward to seeing what she's got coming up next." I'm still waiting for something from Tierra Whack to totally kind of capture me. Cause okay. she did, she did that album that was like the 15 one minute songs, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I remember I, lo- I listened to that cause it's 15 minutes. Um, right, exactly. And nothing totally stuck out to me. I liked the concept and I liked the idea, but as an album, it didn't hit me. This song, okay. I really, I really enjoyed the whistling, but I realized yeah, that, that I did not. Yeah, but I did not like her voice. Okay, that's fair. I think she's a choir well, taste. Yeah. So she's someone that, like, I know she's, like, critically acclaimed. I know that, like, she's great, but I'm waiting for something to, like, click with me. She's also, like, I don't... I feel like she's, she's, she's an artist where, like, I got it as soon as I heard it. Like, right when yeah. I listened to, like, when I listened to her for the first time, I was like, okay, I'm in. I like this a lot and I stand by it. And I'm still to this day, liking it a lot. I'm just waiting for like an actual album. Cause the thing is yeah. she does primarily single aside from whack world, which is the 15 minute album you referenced earlier. Right. But I, I would love like a, just like a fucking, like a cohesive project from her. Yes. My next pick is Halloween by Phoebe Bridgers. go all night I used to joke that if they woke you up somebody better be dying sick of the questions I keep asking you that make you live in- breakout star of 2020 um, yeah she did have a really good year yeah um, which for me, being the selfish person that I am, I'm like, oh, I want Phoebe Bridgers to stay an indie artist. But like, I am also very happy that she's, I'm very happy that she's had such an incredibly successful year. Um, and I'm also very happy that when I mention Phoebe Bridgers to people, a lot of people aren't like, oh, who's that? Yeah, they know who you're talking about now. Yeah. Um, and Honestly, I could have picked just about any song from this album, um, except Kyoto. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, Halloween, I just kind of, this was, because I'd gotten an advance of this album and I was listening to it. And as I was listening through, I was like, okay, cool. This is, the, the first two songs had been released, not counting the intro track. And Punisher, I was like, oh, this is cool. And then Halloween, I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah, this is a good one. I also like it because it's kind of, 
it's kind of the Halloween of your playlist in its location where it's the yeah. third to last song, like how October is the third. October is the third to last month. That that's fun. I hadn't thought, well, we're in the portion of my playlist where I'm like, I was ranking songs. Cause the, the thing, the I, love, I love the ordering yeah. of the playlist. So I, I, I make like stupid connections like that on yeah. like ordering. Like I, I, I reordered my playlist a hundred times before I sent it to you. No, I feel, I tend to do that a lot. With this one, I did try, my top, like, five, I won't say at random, because I did think about the ordering a little bit, but I was like, okay, these ones are just kind of, like, songs for whatever. Right, and then, like, the top, like, from Barty's down, I'm like, okay, if I'm picking representatives for like my songs of the year this is the order that they're going in okay in see i i was very like listening to how each song went in with like the one before and after it and like like analyzing the flow from one to the other before i like placed it for sure in the spot you know yeah like, that's what i do a lot of the time uh for other episodes <laughs> <laughs> This this was a special. This Whatever, was I guess. I guess you get you're on the you're on the fucking show six times, and you start to get taken for granted a little bit. <laughs> Whatever, man. You know what, Pitchfork, don't hire. <laughs> you know what I do want. You know what I I still think about that's hilarious was when the one episode I did with a guest outside of my family in person, like since quarantine started i did outdoors and i had like a whole outdoor setup because it was like the end of summer and i remember you dming me and being like oh nice to see you do all this and all i get's the fucking call yeah whatever frank next summer we'll do an episode and i'll i'll do it up nice we'll drink champagne revenge songs (laughs) but anyway phoebe bridgers halloween it's my like not my favorite from this album, but I also feel like this was a song that kind of, you know, summed up the year in a way. Yeah, I felt that where, you know, just kind of the whole the whole idea of Halloween and the you know dressing up, you know, the quarantine was n- not a sense that we could do anything, but it was like, oh, everyone is deciding what they want to do in this. Right. And, like, I think about those first few weeks when everyone's like, oh, I'm going to write my book. I'm going to, you know, for me, I was playing guitar every day, um, yeah. you know. I got, the, I like, got the first page of the screenplay done. Exactly. We all, like, started with such lofty right. goals. And then it's like, yeah, we're not finished. I got I got a lot of first pages done this year. <laughs> like Exactly. I'm I, like, it, I should so have done Next that. year, it'll be a lot of me deciding what I actually want to come back to. Exactly. But yeah, you know, the whole, you know, I hate living by the hospital. I used to joke that if they woke you up, somebody better be dying is like eerie this year when you've been drinking and you're wearing a mask still rings true. Uh, You know, even though she was obviously referring to one of those latex Halloween masks, but it ended up being like, this has double meanings this year. It works, Phoebs. So, I don't know. Love it. Love this whole album. I highly recommend it. Yeah, I'm going to check that Did out. you... Had you not listened to the Phoebe Bridgers album? I haven't listened to the album yet. No, I've heard a few songs here and there, but... Oh, you got it. Here's the thing. Anything, anything that was on this list that you put that I hadn't listened to the album yet, 
I've downloaded and have not listened to yet so, so that they wouldn't replace songs that I put. So did you download Corpse's discography? No, I actually, uh, I, I, I sent a complaint to Apple Music to try to get it taken down. <laughs> um, I was like, this guy's bullying me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a voice changer to sound like Corpse uh, when comedy starts again. All right, uh, I'm going to do my half hour with Peter, I think. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to write a half hour for Peter so that Peter and I can do half hours. <laughs> Peter can just do my half hour. Um, so, uh, yeah, my girlfriend and I are kind of into pegging. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys know what pegging is. Uh, my girlfriend looked it up. <laughs> That's my this Peter is, is be, you. This is going to be the clip that I highlight on Instagram. Okay. And I'm going to tag Peter in it. <laughs> Good, make him listen um, to the whole thing, and then the last 20 minutes it comes up. <laughs> anyway, let's keep on rolling along into your next pick, which was Good Morning by Black Thought, featuring Pusha T, Swizz Beats, and Killer Mike. Hey, hey, Water plugs and wokeness, water bugs and roaches, drugs and overdoses. How you approach this Philly is where the dope is. My uncle's rares and Willie is still the goldsmiths. Whole shit steady, we close knit and deadly as a heart attack. Trust me, the pit bulls is petty, already infamous, limitless, petty images, foul temperament. You start shit, we ending it. I love everyone on this. Uh, I love Black Thought. I was so excited for him to be putting out a new project this year and I really enjoyed the project. This was one of, if not the only single, I genuinely can't remember at this point. And uh, originally he put out the track listing and I saw that him, Pusha T and Killer Mike were all on the same song. Swiss Beats is there too, but he's kind of just yelling in the chorus for the most part. Yeah. But when I saw those three on the same song, I was like, dude, that's so fucking exciting for me. Because those are three, like, of my favorite lyricists working right now. Yeah. Like Black Thought and Pusha T. And they're just all, like, they deliver so consistently. And this this is no exception. It's just everyone comes in and does their part. And it's just, it's, it's a fucking, it's, a, it's, a, it's like, it's a fucking, like, group project where there's no slacker. Except maybe Swiss Beats. Yeah. Like, Unless Swizz produced it. I'm genuinely not sure who produced it. If Swizz did uh, the production, then he did a great job too. Uh, I, it says programming, but it does, I don't know. Um, oh, wait, no. He didn't produce it. It was no, Sal right, Dolly, right. Elvi, and Sean C. Uh, but no, I... I didn't know this one, and I was blown away by this. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, uh, which isn't surprising, because I admittedly don't really know Black Thought, but Pusha T and Killer Mike are both great. And I, I really, like you said, I loved all three of their verses because I think that it was... You know you know, Black Thought is from the roots, right? Oh, is he? he yeah, he's the, he's the lead vocalist slash rapper of the roots. I've never liked... I've never been a big roots fan. Um, I shouldn't say I've never liked the roots, but... And, never and, and honestly, Black Thought's been shining on the Tonight Show this year. I haven't been watching the Tonight Show. That's fine, Thank but you. like now that because because the Tonight Show was the first of the late night shows to go back into the studio, yeah. And, uh, 
so so that's with Jimmy Fallon and the Roots are the house band. And normally yeah. Jimmy's sidekick is Steve Higgins, longtime SNL producer, uh, also right. producer on the Tonight Show as well. But he has not been back in studio yet. I don't know why. I don't know what's what's good with him. I guess he's just not comfortable being back in places yet. But so like Black Thought's been kind of like filling the sidekick role. And it's okay. just fun to see like him and Jimmy doing like the banter back and forth together. It's cute. This song's fucking great. It is. Yeah. Um, it really is. And yeah, like I said, I wasn't made aware of it until this, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I mean, Black Thought and Pusha T both, you know, blew me away. I admittedly don't listen to Pusha T nearly as much as I should. Um, and I guess from what I just said, too, you'd probably tell me I don't listen to Black Thought as much as I should. Um, but I was happy when I saw Killer Mike on it. I loved yeah. Killer Mike's verse, obviously. Um, so yeah, and love the production too. Yeah, production everyone, is... everyone's hitting home runs on this song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, love Killer Mike's verse, and I also love Killer Mike's verse in "Run the Jewels, Walking in the Snow," which is yeah. my next pick. RTJ4, a lot of songs could have been chosen, um, obviously. And I'm glad you chose this one, because I, yeah. I went back and forth on this one and the one that I ended up choosing. Right. Because so, I think, I, like I said, they're all fucking great on this album, but I'm, so I'm glad you yeah. chose this one. Yeah. Um, and I mean, this one, this one was the song I ended up coming back to the most this year from this album. Um, but the only, you know, and there were other songs on this album that I, I adored. I love Goonies versus ET. I love few words for the firing squad, Holy Kalamafuck, all, you know, songs that blew me away. I think, you know, not so much in the case of few words for the firing squad, but Goonies versus ET is fun as hell, which is something I love run the jewels for. But I mean, you can't ignore when this was put out that this was the song that kind of made everyone say, Oh shit. Yeah, I agree. So it is, it's insane that this song is on this album this year and none of it's nominated for a Grammy. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. The I, fact I that, because here's the thing, the, the, the rap album nominees this year are good like better than they yeah. have been lately. But this is a big miss. Yeah. I'm not including this. Yeah. That's shit. Like I thought, I, I thought this was going to get album of the year nods when this came out. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those albums that I was like, Oh yeah, this is, this should get it. Um, and you know, just because it's, you know, overall it's run the jewels doing run the jewels. And like, you know, they do it, they they kill it on every album, yeah. you know, and this is no exception. But I think that this album coming out, they they didn't even really move their release. They bumped it up to drop it on a Wednesday instead of right. on a Friday. Right. 
but it came out amidst all the Black Lives Matter protests in response to the deaths of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Ahmaud Arbery. And I mean, you know, have you watched the Holy Vote performance by Run the Jewels? I still haven't. I've been meaning to. Oh, it's so good. And when they I'm do this. I watched it tonight since you brought it up. What? I might watch it tonight now since you brought it up. It's, it's great. And it's 45 minutes, you know. Um, yeah. Some of Eric Andre's skits in the middle get a little meh, but like, you know, overall, it's very good. And when they do this song, you know, it kind of hits even more because they cut the instrumental and it's just Killer Mike doing it a cappella. Oh, I like that. Um, oh, I, I, I saw and, that clip actually. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, and they have like the snow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you know, I love LP, but this is Killer Mike's song. Um, yeah, this is a Mike Killer song. Mike. I, you know, I do think Killer Mike's a better rapper of the two. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, I think I'm just gonna read Killer yeah, yeah. Mike's verse, and then I think that's about all we should, all else we should say. Unless you have anything else you want. I, I would have liked to get a little more Gangsta Boo because I think she works very well for the Jewels. Yeah, she does. She has. She's always a welcome addition. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, Killer Mike's verse. I mean, the way I see it, you're probably freest from ages one to four. Around the age of five, you're shipped away for your body to be stored. They promise education, but they really give you tests and scores. And they predict in prison population by who's scoring the lowest. And usually the lowest score is the poorest and they look, look like me. And every day on evening news, they feed you fear for free. And you're so numb, you watch the cops choke out a man like me until my voice goes from a shriek to whisper, I can't breathe. And you sit there in the house on couch and watch it on TV. And most of you gives a Twitter rant and call it a tragedy. But truly the travesty, you've been robbed of your empathy. Replace it with apathy. I wish I could magically fast forward the future so then you face it and see how fucked up it'll be. I promise I'm honest. They coming for you the day they coming for me. I'm reading Chomsky. I read Bukowski. I'm laying low for a week. I said something on behalf of my people and I popped up in WikiLeaks. Thank God that I'm covering. The devil comes smothered. And... You know, the evil don't sleep. Dick Dick Gregory told me a couple of secrets before he laid down at his grave. All of us serve the same masters. All of us nothing but slaves. Never forget in the story of Jesus, the hero was killed by the state. Yeah. Anyway, let's roll on in to your last pick, which was Good News by Mac Miller. Spent the whole day in my head Do a little spring cleaning I'm always too busy dreaming Well, maybe I should wake up instead A lot of things I regret But I just say I forget Why can't it just be easy? Why does everybody need me to stay? Oh, I hate the feeling when you're high, but you're underneath the ceiling. Got the cards in my hand, I hate dealing. Yeah. Get everything I need and I'm gone. But it ain't stealing. This is 
a, a recurring theme in both surprised it wasn't nominated for anything at the Grammys and I went back and forth on which song from this album to choose for this. Um, I I really loved this album. I re- this was the, this is my favorite Mac Miller album, which sucks because it's the last, obviously. But um, I wasn't that into him until like the last three projects, I would say, because uh, he he started blowing up when like we were in high school, and a lot of people in my school fucked with him heavy because he did a concert at a venue nearby in like Danbury, Connecticut or something during like my junior year. And a lot of people went to that. And I, I just like wasn't really into it. But then Divine Feminine came out and I was like, okay, I'm fucking with this. I get this. And then Swimming came out and then he died. And I remember when Mac Miller died, it felt like someone from my high school died. Like that, I, I remember ex- I was standing in the parking lot of Lucy's when I got when someone texted me saying that Mac Miller died and I was like, no fucking way, dude. Like, that's fucking crazy. And so when I, when I heard that they were doing this, this posthumous release, I was like, all right, well, I gotta, I gotta fucking check this shit out. And it's just good, man. It's just, and, and it's, and it's, it's rough because like you hear in this project that he's not doing well. Yeah. Like you hear more or less cries for help in this project yeah. this out this track that i chose good news is just like the it's it's fucking laid back and it's upbeat to the extent that it can be and it's you know it's good news we need some fucking good news right now like yeah so it was it was what i wanted to close this out on yeah it's what i want to close the year out on that's totally fair and i mean you know I feel like I can't really contribute as much. I admittedly was never a big Mac Miller fan. Listening to this, I I enjoyed this a lot more than anything else I'd ever listened to from him. Because even right. I think I listened to this when it came out. Uh, but yeah, I remember I remember when he died and just being like, oh, you know, this is someone that means a lot to a lot of people. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's sad. You know, I feel like when we were younger like in like high school age and stuff because we're about the same age yeah. uh, you, you know we didn't really lose a lot of icons and yeah, I feel we're like, really, definitely definitely not compared to the, since yeah where the now last... i feel like there's a lot of people that are dying young yeah the the, the closest thing to like I was, I, I was in eighth grade when Michael Jackson died. That's the closest thing I can think. And obviously yeah. that's different than Mac Miller, but like yeah. the, the amount of people since I feel like has just yeah. been so. Yeah. The yeah. only person I could think of in high school besides Michael Jackson, but even like Michael Jackson was in his like fifties, right. you know, which still very young, yeah, but, exactly. um, but was Amy Winehouse. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of people die young, and it's very sad. Yeah, wild man. Yeah, and 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 I think another thing is like Mac died soon after Demi Lovato had a really close overdose. Yeah, and so that's just Demi like, Lovato's been a very you know scary person to watch. Yeah, and so and so it's just like it, it, it's that kind of like nobody's safe kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's just wild. Yeah. 
but that's why we yeah. have to be that's why we have to be brave everyone has to be uh so let's roll on into my last pick which my album of the year my song of the year brave faces everyone by spanish love song broken nose another textured ceiling i know where i am i'm pretend like i'm lost sometimes i want to finish completely favorite album i think partially because it came out early so i got the luxury of listening to it over right. and over again from february and i love it so much uh spanish yeah. love songs very easily became one of my favorite bands you know and this album really just kind of summed up a lot of frustration and anger that i felt this year um and I think that it was incredibly important to have this during an election year. Um, yeah. Just because I feel like there's a lot of shitty punk songs about how bad Trump was. Um, yes. These ones, I think, were good. Yeah. Um, you know, in just kind of focusing on the issues and things like that. And, you know, it, it's funny just because Spanish love songs before this were just kind of the sad sack band right. where it's like oh hey we're gonna do these songs about how we're sad and things are tough and now they're like we're gonna do these things about how the world's in an awful place and we're sad about it so as um, as the fan of their as the fan of theirs that you are do you know why there is a comma in the song title but not in the album title i think there is in the album title is it not on um Streaming. I'm looking at the album cover. Um, oh, I I don't know. <laughs> I, I I noticed it the other day when I was listening to the playlist, and I, I wanted to ask. I don't, uh, you know what's interesting too, and you know maybe this is just from writing about this album so much. I always put the comment. <laughs> I believe it. it might just be from the song. Uh, I don't know. I I don't have an answer. I would have asked when I interviewed them if I. <laughs> Next time. Yeah. Right. When, I've interviewed when you're working twice. at Pitchfork. When I'm working at Pitchfork, and I get to decide that this is best new music. Right. This is going to be the next perfect ten Spanish yeah. Love Songs fourth album. Um, no pressure. But, I, the, <laughs> but the thing that I end up thinking a lot about with this song in particular is this year was fucking hard a lot, um, and. You know, this song very much acknowledges that. You know, we were never broken. Life's just very long. You know, yeah. where 
yeah, every year, you know, as you get older, every year starts feeling shorter. And this year is the first year for me, probably since I was a teenager, that it didn't. Yeah, I could agree with that. Yeah. Um, and I, so, like, in that sense, this album spoke to me. But also, it's so... Uh, it's so funny. And I guess I don't... I don't want to rehash something I said on the Music of the Trump era podcast, but one of the things that I think is very strange and kind of discomforting for me is, you know, we're going into a year where hopefully we get a vaccine, hopefully a lot of things get better. You know, we're going to have a new president, but I think one of the big issues I think people kind of overlook a lot is that a lot of the big problems that we have aren't just going to poof with a Biden presidency. And this is an album that kind of highlighted that for me. We still are in the middle of an opioid epidemic. There is still, you know, people that don't have jobs, people that can barely earn a living. We still don't have universal health care for some reason. Um, and I'm angry about all of those things. <laughs> and yeah. I'm going to stay angry about that. We kind of should be at this point, yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah, um, I didn't. I definitely didn't think that she would come up during both of our last picks. But you mentioned uh, other shitty Trump songs. This definitely isn't one of them, but Demi Lovato's was pretty fucking bad. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> oh my god, honestly, if, you, if, if, if we had to do worst songs from this year, that would have made my list. It might have made mine. <laughs> um, no disrespect to uh, Demi. I, I get it. I know what you're trying to do. Yeah. I just think you did a very bad job. <laughs> um, I think part of my mistake, that song's addressed to Trump. That song's saying to the perspective of she's saying it to him. Imagine. <laughs> imagine that being what did it. I don't even. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I, I'm, I'm getting okay. myself all. I was going to reference your joke about it, but which one? The Baron one. The one. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna tweet that. Uh, this song's gonna work because Baron's a Levotic. <laughs> oh. Which I love. Thank you. Anyway. But but I I I on Twitter enough to know I'm not going to tweet about Baron Trump. So. Lame weak coward yeah whatever which was another favorite text you sent me this year <laughs> that's an underrated but, um, word i've been trying to use more coward oh Just it's so like an good. insult like <laughs> it's so good uh okay do you have any honorable mentions oh probably hold on let me see yeah because there were a few where i went back and forth on that i put in like a different playlist um, um, I I loved Harry Styles' album, even though it technically came out last year. Right. Um, I loved. Uh, what else did I love? Oh, I loved uh, "Ice Cream" by Blackpink and Selena Gomez. <laughs> uh, but I didn't want to overload you with Selena Gomez. Um, totally, I appreciate that. 
uh oh i i found this new group and i i found i didn't fucking discover them i think i they just like saw them on apple music and decided to give them a shot uh it's an alternative band that performs in spanish they're called uh buscabulla and they're very fun i like them a lot uh my favorite song off their album the album is called regresa and my favorite song off of theirs is called uh club to eo and I just I like them a lot. So if you're if you're trying to dip your toe into uh, Spanish music at all, and you've never heard of Rosalia, <laughs> <laughs> Rosalia put out some great shit this year too, by the way. But um, I, I I told you I have like a, a, a playlist running throughout the year that I consider like my summer playlist. Yeah, and like three or four of songs on that playlist are in Spanish, and it's Rosalia. Cool. It's that song, and it's uh, it's the Cali Uchis and uh, Rico Nasty song that they put out earlier this year that's in Spanish because Caliucci's new album is in Spanish which is also pretty good uh but yeah I honestly I, I I got in most of what I wanted to get in for this yeah yeah what about you anything you left way. out um Be Afraid by Jason Isbell on the 400 unit or It Gets Easier from that album um Coney Island from Evermore um that might be my favorite song off of the two Taylor Swift albums um into it over it put out a great record this year called figure uh brian fallon's local honey um the song vincent blows me away um i'm just kind of like scrolling through my albums of the year i found a band yes uh, i i saw a band on a list yesterday um called i think they're called svalbard right um and i don't know if i'm saying that right but i listened to their album uh like or i found it two days ago and i was listening to it tuesday and wednesday and maybe even a little bit today they put out an album called will i feel better when i die or will i feel better when i'm dead and it is great it is like hardcore and black metal and it like blew me away i really enjoyed that record the Um, last couple of things i want to shout out uh, I, yeah. I really liked, I mentioned the 2 Chains record already. I liked his album, So Help Me God. Uh, I liked Buster Rhymes's album that came out this year. Uh, I liked Kodak Black's album a lot more than I expected to. I, I, I didn't fuck with Kodak that much, but I gave this one a shot and I'm glad I did. And you and I talked about this already, but the project that DaBaby put out after his brother died yeah. is objectively the best thing that DaBaby has ever done. And I'm... I'm I, I hate that it took this, but it's it. Yeah, people have been saying for a while the baby's great, but he does the same thing over and over again. That's not the case on this project. It's called My Brother's Keeper. Long live G in parentheses, and it's 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 heavy, yeah. but it's great. I I second that. One thing, just to end on a light move. Yeah. Related to that project, though, I didn't realize it was funny when I sent, but I remember when you texted me about that album, you were like, oh, hey, you should check this out. And you were like, it's really heavy. It's about his brother dying. And I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds up my alley. And then you just ha ha reacted to it. And I was like, oh, I wasn't trying to. It works. I'm like, I guess that's kind of fun. It it, like made me laugh. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, oh, yeah, I do like sad sack shit. I'm going to give a shout out to something I have not listened to yet. I've heard the new Miley Cyrus is really good. Uh, it is. It has. It, yeah. My, my uh, sister says it's good. And she's right. Sometimes. It has its moments. Yeah. Um, 
All right. Uh, one, one more, just really quick, okay. just because I didn't expect this to be good, and it was great. The new Killers record, Imploding the Mirage. I Killers should not have put out a good record this year, and it was great. I got to give that a shot. Um, so to go out on, is there any one song that wasn't on either of our lists that you think we should go out on for this year? I think it would have to be uh, Skirt Yeet. This has been a Lug Hole Podcast.